0: You won't even be able to guess how I found this guest today. It's a crazy story. I love it. Dave Carson is the owner of a 2015 Porsche 911 GT3. It's a 991.1, if I'm not mistaken. And if you're not a car person, this episode's still going to be interesting. Don't worry. We're not going to go so far into cars. And by the way, the episode's also timestamped. So if you use the timestamps in the description on the audio or the description on the video version, you can use those to navigate the episode. So don't go anywhere. Don't be intimidated by the two-hour time limit or the two-hour duration Uh, this is a 100% uh, raw podcast, but we keep you going throughout the episode and we don't go too far into car talk. So with my caveats aside, Dave's a really interesting guy, had no idea that he had an entire career in law enforcement. Now, his position in law enforcement when he retired, I'm not going to be able to tell you that just yet because we got to get into it on the episode and I'm learning it for the first time on the episode. I found him on Facebook Marketplace selling this car for $133,000 and if you are interested in the Porsche 911 we have the link in the uh, show notes if the car is still available he has had a couple offers um, so the car might be gone by the time you're seeing this Either way, I'm not in the market for it, not yet at least. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. This is Bobcast, where I interview interesting people who are breaking the mold. And today, we're talking about exotic cars and law enforcement with my friend, Dave Carson. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Bobcast. Today on the show, I have my brand new friend, Dave Carson. Carson, Dave, we met in an interesting way I'm going to get to in about a minute, but um, I appreciate you being here. Thank you. And uh, anytime. And if you could, I just want to set a little bit of context, so however you want to go about doing that, uh, just so the audience can get a gist of who you are before we really dive into the conversation.
1: Sure. Uh, Dave Carson. Uh, I live in Hunterdon County here. I live in Reddington. Um, 48 years old, uh, car enthusiast, which is how you you got in touch with me. Um, Retired law enforcement officer in the area. Um, now doing some driving and private security, uh, but doing it on my own time, not working full time, uh, trying to enjoy life a little bit more, doing some mountain biking, road biking, traveling and, uh, enjoying my cars.
0: Nice, Ben. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, perfect transition. That's how we got here. So I was telling you on the way in, uh, you're my second guest from Facebook marketplace. I made a LinkedIn, uh, a post about this. Uh, I have a little kind of, I run my business mostly off of LinkedIn, and the first person that I got from marketplace, I made this post about it. And people like, this is crazy. Like how, you know, I think people, it made, it makes people realize, and that's like part of what I do too, is make people realize like you can be a random person in a garage and just like start a thing and then like find people on Facebook fucking marketplace yeah. and boom, you have a thing happening, you yeah. know? So specifically how I found you is through your car. So do you want to tell us a little bit about this car that you have for sale right now? Sure.
1: Um, first when i when I got your message on Facebook marketplace you know i 'm getting hammered trying to sell a car so if anybody sold a car in a Facebook marketplace, whether it 's uh, you know a five thousand dollar car or a fifty thousand dollar car you get hammered with messages from dealers, from people lowballing you from you know it, so it 's just Ridiculous. your phone's just yeah. blowing up all day long. Your message was obviously very different Um, And I immediately sent it to my buddy who, you know, has a, uh, an Audi R8. And I said, look, get this, you know, check this out. I don't know if this is a scam. I don't know what the, what the, what the deal is. Like, so I reached back out to you and we had a conversation and, and, uh, and here we are. You you were
0: very enthusiastic about it too, which I really appreciate. I was, I mean,
1: it was another car enthusiast and an opportunity to talk about it. And, uh, you know, most of the times I'm not really much of a um, cars and coffee guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll go. Uh, I'll have a good time. I talk to a few people, but you you kind of tend to see the same cars over and over again, and um, it that's fun to do, and I do lock, like talking to people there, but I I'd rather be out driving the cars.
0: You're not as much. Uh, the cars are before the social aspect, right? Yeah, hundred percent. And right. and I think that's how most people get in. I when I was in at. I was telling you about my cord when I was like 18, you know, the Volkswagen before that. It was it was everything was meets. We didn't know how to fix cars. We right. didn't know anything about cars. Like, <laughs> right. It was just it was just we thought this guy with a bagged S4 was cool. Yep. So we would just hang out with him. Hard park, man. Hard park. Hard park, man. <laughs> park up at that Wendy's in Flemington, you that's know what it. I'm saying? That's <laughs> it. Yep. And that's that's interesting too, is like it's incredible that I mean, there's just so many internet rabbit holes, it's ridiculous. You could just forever you could have a hundred million lifetimes and you'd never go through all of them. that's right um but the car one itself i it's it's cool it's you know i was even telling you i'm you know dropping all these different uh you know channels and stuff but i was telling you about whistling diesel mm-hmm. who takes people's dream cars and just destroys them on on the internet and like he'll appreciate the car but he'll be like yeah this toyota Hilux just doesn't like it doesn't work when you drop it from a helicopter like it's supposed to be indestructible right so there's these corners of the internet like Every, the internet has made all of these niches, uh, it, it's, it's brought the best and the worst out of them for sure. But True. I think it's totally been net beneficial for cars. I don't know how into the kind of internet car world you are, but probably not as much as you at my age,
1: mm-hmm. but, but you're right. I agree with that. Um, and I mean, as a person who's a car enthusiast, you got to buy the cars, right? At cert- a at certain point, you got to write the check. Wait, I
0: haven't done that. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's why we're here today, Dave. Right. I ask you how to do that. So, yep. you know, but I grew up without the internet and mm. how the hell do you buy a car and know whether you're getting a good deal and what the best finance rates are and all this before the internet? Like, I mean, I remember going to the library and pulling consumer reports out and sitting down for an hour before you go to the dealer. And, and, you know, so you have the most knowledge you have before the mm. guy beats you up in the box and, you know, you'd walk out of there with a five-year extended warranty for $30,000 or something. Um, yep. but now, yeah, the internet's awesome for car guys. because. You, you get to see the reviews and see which guy, you know which cars Chris Harris prefers you get to see um you know why they're selling uh for for cheap or why they're not selling for cheaper which are reliable um it's great i it's, mean it's, yeah. it acknowledges power right and when you when you walk into a dealership and now I walk into a dealership now and I, I know more than the salesman does yeah. about the vehicle he's selling um because believe it or not most car salesmen are not car guys. They're selling a product.
0: I don't know any car salesman that's a car guy.
1: It's a shame, but um, you're right. You're right. So when you
0: walk in That's there not and- their job, though. The car guys aren't fixing the cars.
1: Yeah, true. You're right. And those guys aren't making any
0: money, That was me. Yeah. it's that's why sucks. I'm doing this. <laughs> I believe it. It's That's, that's yeah. hard. That's a hard life. It's it's like, uh you know, my dad does the carpentry side jobs, right? Like, he's basically making the same amount hourly as he did in 1980. It's like- carbs mechanic, being a mechanic the same deal, dude. Yeah. They didn't, I mean, the ba- like the, the, the shop has charged more hourly over time, a hundred percent. Yep. But that has not been reflected in the
1: no. people. And the job's gotten more difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not just changing, you know, coils in a spark plug anymore. Now you're basically an it guy, you know, trying to diagnose issues and all the electrical systems in cars. I, I can't even imagine how difficult it is now. I, they probably wish they were just turning a wrench
0: i know it's that i was the best at brakes and tires it's like, yeah i was so fast at that man i didn't have to touch a wire what's now, the
1: book time on that right i you know you, you know you can make out on those jobs
0: 100 percent. yeah or you you know whatever it was i i yeah i would sit up at night sometimes thinking about the next the job i had the next day and just you know just oh my god that water a water pump that was so intimidating oh. to me but uh i'll go to, i'd go down a rabbit hole about about that but <laughs> I was like, it was my first real job, um, and I did it for like three or four years, you know. And like, it was legit. I learned everything about cars, you know. I grew up loving cars but knowing nothing about them, which is like right. typically how car guys start, basically, right. you know, unless your dad's is into it, which sure. is my dad wasn't. He 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 could do an oil change if he wanted to, mm-hmm. you know. But like, that was it. Uh he was more like a woodworker, so uh but I, I digress, man. I do want to talk about this car because that's my fault. No, 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 no. This is a podcast. We go where we want to go with it. Okay. Um but I I we left him hanging for a couple minutes. You're right. So maybe before um we go into where you're at now with the car, like I guess, yeah, what is it and why did you buy it? What was the plan? Like, did you always want that car? Okay. Because this is my this is my actual dream car that I've chosen as as yeah. a dream car.
1: So it's a uh, twenty fifteen Porsche 911 GT3, uh, it's a 991.1. Um, I bought it two years ago. Uh, obviously it was used. I bought it from a, um, a private party up outside of Boston. Um, I previously owned, you know, I, I think every car guy needs to tell you how they got to where they are as far as like vehicle progression. Right. Definitely. So when I got out of college, I had a couple RX sevens, uh, great cars, the the rotary, you got it, but complete pain in the ass. Um, they had some serious issues. They were a lot of fun. You basically couldn't over-rev them. They, they were like, it was not, I mean, that was a 9,000 RPM, but that was in 1987. Wow. Redline. Didn't make a ton of power. It was yeah. more like a motorcycle engine where you really had to rev it out to, to get any power out of it. Yep.
0: Great cars, though. Do you know, like, off the top, the difference between a rotary engine? Because there's also people listening that don't know anything about cars. Okay. So, and if you don't, all good, because I don't fucking know. Okay. So I have no idea.
1: Okay. But, it's a, a Wankel. The, that's that's actually the official name of the engine wankel okay. w a n k e l that was the believe it was german engineer i mean all engineering starts in germany right yep uh it was a the guy who developed this technology so there's no pistons in a in a rotary engine the pistons don't go up and down there's no um traditional crankshaft mm-hmm. it's a it's a, a a kind of a triangular piece that moves in this Ellipsic. It's interesting to
0: watch, like, the simulated really videos it, it of it. It is. To, yeah.
1: It is. Uh, that moves in this, like, weird elliptic pattern.
0: Brandon, if you type in rotary engine. Yeah,
1: yeah. You, <laughs> <then> you <laughs> probably <laughs> got um, And there's, because there's no top dead center and bottom dead center, this thing just spins in there. Um, the piston never has to go through zero movement. Uh, right? Okay. It can constantly yep, yep, move. Yep. Why so it's
0: more, I guess, a symmetrical type of. Yes. System or power yeah. circular. circular? Pa- yeah, circular. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, So
1: there's they're still, um, uh, you know, there's an intake stroke and a power stroke and an exhaust stroke, mm-hmm. but the piston doesn't stop and change direction between those. It okay. keeps moving. Um, and there's like rubber corner seals in the, each corner of this triangular piece shape that sweep around the block
0: okay. Yep. Um did and, you have to take any of those apart or is it? God no. No.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> That's um, good. Um so they were really unique, yep. really cool. Um back in the eighties Mazda was was they had it in pickup trucks, they mm-hmm. put it in this RX 7 sports car. Um and they were really good at making power, they were really good at revving. um, but they were terrible with fuel economy. uh, they burned a lot of fuel and they had this terrible condition where if you if you started the engine when the engine was cold right you could not shut it off until the engine warmed up because if you shut it off before the engine warmed up the engine would flood and you'd have to pull this plugs and crank the Uh engine to get that raw fuel out of it so um, i knew that ahead of time i'm not sure how i knew that but Mm. i always dreaded when i was parked in the driveway my dad would be like hey you gotta move your car in the dead of winter I mean that's that's a 25 minute ordeal in oh. an RX7 you basically just might you, you're better off just going out for a drive and coming back to the house
0: <laughs> so that's why a lot of car guys like RX7s cuz they'd be like honey listen I I can't yeah. I just got to go for you a drive you want to go to
1: the grocery store I'm I'll see you in an hour yeah well you said move the car I'll be back in <laughs> right. half an hour <laughs> and and my dad actually didn't believe me he's he's like you're full of shit yeah. like there's I I don't what I don't do you want me to, to tell you so have yeah, to like, deal with this are you yeah. going to get it towed to the dealer <laughs> after it won't start back up or? yeah yeah um, but they were phenomenal cars. But it really got me at the time, like the reviews and Road and Track and Car and Driver. They were calling it the poor man's Porsche, yeah, because it was kind of modeled after a nine four four.
0: It's like a Miata vibe, where it's like you get a fun car, but you're not spending a million dollars, and it yeah. feels quicker than it is, like type, right. Type of thing. And it, but they were not
1: they were not cheap back in the eighties. Oh, they oh were, okay. Uh, so they were yeah they were almost thirty thousand dollars, which back then yeah. was was a good amount of money on a car. Totally. Um, I had one naturally aspirated, and then I I had a a, a turbo. Oh, that's cool. Which, you know, the turbos back then were not like now, like it, it had like three seconds lag before the turbo kicked in. And then you better have the wheels pointed in the direction you wanted the car to go because <laughs> it, it was going. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I had a lot of fun with those. Um, went to the police academy. I, I had a motorcycle on the side and I went to the police academy. I sold all my toys. Mm. You know, I was poor for a little bit and uh, got back out and just had a Honda Accord. Um, okay. But then got myself back into a Mustang GT. Uh, I had a 2014 Mustang GT with the, uh, power package or track package.
0: Is that a five liter then? It was a
1: five liter. It was a coyote five liter. Um, it was, I don't know, 410 horsepower or something. Awesome car. Yeah. Fun Fun car. car. Um, the 15s were, and we we can go back and talk about the dealership experiences, but the 15s were coming out. Um, and I got a smoking deal on a leftover 14. Um, I paid $28,000 for that car brand new. Um. Not bad. And that got me like that got me hooked for mm. for good. Um I had that for a couple of years. I um and then I got a BMW M2. Mm. Awesome car. Um I and that was the first car what year I really was that? that was a 17. Okay. They came out in late 16. Um and that was a I, I jumped on the internet, was reading all about this. The M three had gotten a little big at that point, also a little expensive. Yep. Um they had some issues with the engines with um didn't the M2 motors have issues, too? M2s did not.
0: Really? No. My boss got a dud. Bad dud. Really? Of a car. Yeah, okay. bad. I don't know the details, um, but it was... I and, and I just don't know enough details, but he's he's not even a, he's not a car guy, so he okay. didn't explain it to me, but apparently there was a major engine problem at under 4,000 miles. Like, the wow. car's brand new. Yeah. Okay. But this was probably around... It was probably a 19, and 18. That's right interesting.
1: Now. So, in 19, they changed the motors. So. Could have been that, then. So I he didn't me. have it
0: long. He's like, nope, I'm going back to a Jeep, and he just optioned wow. out a Jeep. Okay. But he's not a car guy.
1: So 16, 17, 18 M2s had the old N55 motor. Um, it was not – and guys kind of made fun of it at first because it was not a true motorsport engine. Hmm. Um but it was really smooth, torquey, it was a lot of fun Tur- Are those
0: turbo, I don't know, they were twin about, turbo. The twin scroll, right? twin, that was the twin... a uh,
1: they called it twin power, twin power. I think they're susque- this... sequential twin turbos. Yeah,
0: they're we- it's like two turbos in one. The... How how I don't know how they work. I don't know how how that me, how me that either. works, but
1: because there is a difference between twin scroll and twin, turbo. The twin turbo. And twin turbo. Yes, remember. yes, right? yeah. Um I'm not sure what it was, but it didn't have a lot of lag. Uh, it was really linear power band. It was really nice. It was awesome car. Um, and then for 2019, they put in the motor in the M3, M4, which was the true S55 motor that everybody loved. But that motor did have engine had some issues. Um, so maybe your maybe your boss got one of those. Could um, have been.
0: Could have been. They had issues with twin scroll a lot too. I think uh, at least early on. I know. Yes. I only had one friend who was a BMW guy. Okay. Um he just had a he had a 328 like he okay. had a 325 uh convertible. Okay. Uh it was his dad's car. Okay. And uh <laughs> fortunately his dad passed but he still had the car. Okay. And that was our car in high school, man. That was top down hey. every day. Loved the shit out of the car subwoofer, not modified. Beautiful. Tr- he traded that for a 328 XI. Okay. So then he had the the manual and the all-wheel drive. Nice. And we uh got in the car or he got in the car one day, probably a couple months after he bought it, opens the glove for some reason, and he sees this uh, little tuning card. It tells you how to tune, or how to change the tunes. Like, ah. And, and he's like, the car's not tuned. So he goes in, and he does the pedal stuff. Yep. And he realizes the car's tuned. Nobody, the guy before him didn't tell him. Okay. And so it had one of the something with a V. It's uh I forget what the the popular tunes are for those cars. But yeah, I was thinking boot mod, but they so much fun one, to yeah. drive. I mean, I drove it about four and a half hours up to Rhode Island and it was just like I had the time of my life.
1: I, I tell you what, once you it's drive so a German automobile, yeah. like, it's like
0: you, you get it. Like you get it. And it's they're true. not
1: they're not without their problems and they're expensive and they're sometimes are a pain in the ass, but man, when they work, they're phenomenal.
0: When they work, they're great. Yeah. It's like technology. But I'll pick we'll pick up back. So you had the M two at this point. I had the
1: M two for four years. Um loved it. Uh I think I put about 17 or 18,000 miles on it and then I was getting to the end of the warranty period and I was okay, do I do I keep it and hold on to it? Do I get a new M2? And then I I just uh, I don't know how or why I got fixated with GT3s in particular. Mm-hmm. You know, I had looked at a bunch of Carreras um and I just, I, I, I could have gotten a Carrera for, you know, seventy or $80,000 for a used one. I was looking at all used cars, either a 997 or a 991. Yeah. Um, my buddy, uh, Bill, who uh, owns an R8, we went out to a Porsche dealership in Pennsylvania. They had, a, they had a really cheap GT3. And I knew that was probably not a good sign, right? Like, there's mm-hmm. nothing more expensive in life than a cheap German car, <laughs> <laughs> right? That's just, that's, that's a clip. That's, that's rule number one. If it's cheap and it's German, it's you're. It's going to cost you money down the road. Yep.
0: Whether it's 3000 <laughs> yeah, or as yeah. long as it's cheaper than it's supposed to be. That's right. You're That's in right. there, baby. That's right. <laughs> and even if it's not, you're probably still in there.
1: That's right. So we go out to this Porsche dealership. Uh, it was outside Philadelphia. It was a good-sized dealership, and we roll in. Um, we took my M2 because I, I felt that gave me some sort of clout. Like, who the hell is going to let me take out a GT3, right? to test drive it. But I figure if I roll in, in a, in an enthusiast automobile, maybe I'll have a shot. So he and I roll up and we see this car and it's, it was a little rough. Um, it was a white GT three, but somebody had vinyl wrapped it, uh, which in and of itself isn't an issue, but I always, okay, what's you're selling the car now. What's it hiding? Right.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it definitely had some, some rough edges and the, the it, it looked at, looked like it had a rough life. So, we walked in and I, uh, it was this, it was unbelievable. Six foot tall, Asian salesperson, be- beautiful woman in like four inch high heels in a black like cocktail dress, and she would talking to her about the car. And I'm like, you know, can we can we take it out? And you know, it looks like it's had a rough life. You know, how does it run? And you know, she goes, well, yeah, we can take it out. So, GT3 is a two seater, right? There's no back seat. So Bill and I jump in the car. She said, let me go get a license plate. She comes back, puts the plate on the back of the car. And she's like, "Uh, Bill, you want to move that seat up so I can get in the back? And I looked at her and I said, "Uh, you're going to ride in the back of this? And she goes, yeah, you know, we have a policy. I'm supposed to go with you. And, you know, I know Bill wants to go with you. I want you both to be able to go. So I'm just I'll just kind of ride in the back. So she sat uh, from B pillar to B pillar like pinned herself in the back because there's no seats, but there's like a blank area where there should be seats. Yeah. It's
0: almost like you're sitting side, like a Ford Ranger. On her side. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: She was in jump seats that didn't exist. Literally. That's a good way to put it. So she's back there in her high heels and her cocktail dress and we pull out and sh- she was really nice and took us to a, like a, a an industrial park that was empty. Mm-hmm. So no traffic, no people around. And I just ripped on this car mm-hmm. Um, I, Bill and I were literally giggling, you know, just bouncing it off the rev limiter, ripping around this industrial park. She never said a word, never said a word. Now, Bill and I were pinned in our seats, like barely hanging on. Cause I'm really letting it go. And she just, I, we said, I said to Bill afterwards, I said, they must have, they must be told like, no matter what the customer does in the car, just. We'll talk about it later. Or like, she does
0: this every day. I, it's one of, I do well,
1: So we ripped through this and we pull back to the traffic light to go back to the dealership. And she goes, I'm, I'm assuming you've had some track time in cars. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yeah, you know, I've had a couple of track, track days here and there. And uh, that was all she said to me about it. So we brought it back and, you know, I told her, you know, would they pull the wrap off, you know, so I could take a look at the paint? No, of course. And thanked her for her time. And, and that was that. But um, that was a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and, but it got me hooked. Like uh, the, the sound of the motor, the it, it just, I mean, it was like
0: driving a race car in the street. He's so. not a, Brandon's not a car guy. Brandon's here today for everybody watching and listening. Yo, yo, and, yo. yo. Uh, he's not a car guy, but I showed him those, the just a launch control video with a, yeah. just an exhaust. Like even that is just enough to it's be. It's like, like a race car. Yeah. It's crazy. It is. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It makes you realize why people want them so yeah. bad. Even yeah. like non enthusiasts, if you see that, you can't think that's at least not a little cool. That's right. I think so. Yeah. Um, we don't care anyway but that uh, you're right <laughs> yeah if you, so, if you live in new jersey and you've been to six flags and you know the roller roller coaster king to Car, like that's the closest thing yeah, as a non car yeah. person that <laughs> right. i can yeah, it, just it, like it's <laughs> exactly it's like car like especially like people who like fast cars like they want they want those little journal and hits uh-huh. whenever they can get them and you know? there's it's not like six flags you don't there's no
1: line right you can <laughs> do it anytime <laughs> you want it's
0: just you yeah
1: <laughs> the roads the
0: roads dangerous for other yeah, reasons yeah for sure <laughs>
1: For sure. But yeah, so I, I, after that, I was like, okay, like I'm, I'm going to hold on to the M2 and I'm, I'm going to have to make this work somehow and Mm -hmm. started looking at, um, used GT3s and, and they're, you know, they're not cheap. They, they hold their value really well, but I, this is, you know, Bill and I started watching, Bill has an R8 now. Um, So
0: he's a friend of yours. He's a
1: close friend of mine. Yeah. Another car guy. Um, we, we work together, but we're also car enthusiasts. So when I had my M2, He had a C6 Z06 Um, and we, you know, we had a great schedule where there were sometimes Tuesdays we could go out for six hours and just rip around up in the Poconos and come home. Um, And he was perfectly happy until I got the GT3 and um, we did an overnight trip out into the Poconos and up into New York state. And when we got home, he's like, I, I got to get something exotic because I can't, I can't follow you around and listen to that car anymore and not have one of my own. Mm -hmm. Like, he's like, I got to look. And he ended up buying a, an R8 that next year. Or so, but when I was shopping for the the GT3, they're expensive because they hold their value well, and um, a lot of them are tracked, which I don't think is necessarily a problem. Uh, it's certainly what they're built for. Um, it's just if the maintenance is up. Kept. You're
0: saying that's what a lot of people do with them. They put they, they drive them on track on a track. Correct. That's correct. Yeah. And so if you don't know, say you know nothing about any cars or tracks or any enthusiasts level things. How does that, so anybody can drive, the only thing I know of is like autocross, I guess. But okay. Like, but so anybody can drive their, r- or register their car on a, you can drive your car on a track. Correct. Right. You don't have to be anybody special. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. Just, you got to write the check. Um, so how much is it to do that? It's not as much as you think
1: maybe 400 bucks for a half a day. Okay. Yeah. Not um, terrible. No, um, it, it helps to be part of a, a, a group. Maybe like Porsche car club oh, in America. Oh, and people will go
0: uh, in groups that's and right. get better and discounts. Than that's right. Like they'll okay, get, okay, they'll cool.
1: get track days. They also have instructors. You know, you can have an instructor ride with you who can oh. tell you, you know, all right, we're going to, you know, you're not hitting your breaking point in turn three. Well, you know, have you gonna, done that? Or I have. It's awesome. So You learn so I'm, much. Yeah.
0: I bet it's got to be such a cheat code to like have somebody that can tell Absolutely. you. Because you can't see how you're driving when you're right. driving because you're in it. Right. right. It's right. incredible that there's so much because people see, even if you saw F1. You'd be like, yeah, I know that's cra-. or like, well, the the best the best one's NASCAR, right? It's like, yeah, hey man, there's no possible way that's hard to do. I can do that, right? You know, no, you can't. Yeah,
1: not no. now, at least. No,
0: you know, it's just they make it look because it seems like you're driving a car, like right. That's like you shooting basketball and be like, yeah, LeBron, dude, I could do. It, exactly. it is that. It's, it's it's you can argue whether they're athletes or not. Totally, but right. yeah, but yeah, after, you a skill a, set. after you drive, after you drive. A 911 first eight hours or something like that. Or, or you're wiped out. M2, you name it. I mean, take a more uncomfortable car. It's <laughs> yes. even worse. You yes. are you're wiped, wiped out.
1: out. You're wiped out, for sure. For sure. Um, and it's on the track, for sure. Yeah. Like, you got to, a lot of the things that I learned on the track was, you got to keep breathing. You know, you, you're so yeah, focused yeah, yeah, on yeah. hitting your points and, and that you start holding your breath mm-hmm. and you need to be relaxed. Like you're
0: working out almost. That's and, right. And, yep. Yeah.
1: You got you to gotta be relaxed. You got to control your breathing and slow everything down because you start you you get tunnel vision and you start not looking ahead on the track you don't see other cars you don't see the next turn you're not seeing apexes you're focused on the fact that you just screwed up the last turn well okay well, you got to focus on the two turns ahead of you
0: yeah um, it, it ha- it's if it's i don't care if you people want to consider it a sport or not but it's very it's sport like it <laughs> certainly is it yeah because you need to 100 yeah, that's everything that's every sport yeah. Is, hey, you if, can't fo- yeah if golf is a sport auto racing Driving is a sport, is a sport <laughs> my man 100 <100%. laughs> yeah and golf is fucking hard too yeah, absolutely it is I just, probably the most yeah. frustrating thing to do yeah i just in the last year my friends were going and now um you know maybe you've <laughs> been i've my, tried my dad's 62 i think or something but he was worked with tools and then he got more of a kind of desk position slash driving okay um and he was like okay i'm you know i'm gonna have to go to outings and yeah and then he kind of started to get into it and we're both terrible but hackers <laughs> hackers yeah. but anyway i guess with driving too you start where you start
1: you know that's absolutely and and i learned a lot from instructors that i didn't think i'd learn you know yes mm-hmm. hitting your hitting the points on the track but also like don't worry about what you're driving it's it's more fun and more challenging and you'll learn more driving a slow car fast then you do drive in a fast car fast.
0: I, I taught Brandon that on the hill. Uh, yeah, I was actually, <laughs> I was telling Dave a little bit about that earlier. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's impressive, especially like if you're driving in an area that you're familiar with, you know, um, you're able to just, you know, it, you're able to use the car to its fullest extent. Yeah, I you know? shouldn't yeah. be able to scare the shit out of you in an 09 Accord, but I can. Absolutely. Yeah. Like Absolutely. a regular person. Yeah. My friend brought his Corvette up here too. I don't know. It's like a early, late nineties, early two thousands. Okay. It's just. It's the roads, man. It's just yeah. so fun. Yeah. You don't Absolutely. even need the GT30. No, you're right. But so you're about to, uh, you, you make your decision now, though. I'm going to get this thing. Yeah. Or so wonderful. I
1: made my decision. I start shopping around. And it's it's not it's not like buying a Honda Accord where there's 50 of them for sale in, in Hunterdon County. Yep. Like, you you know, I drove to Long Island to look at one. I drove out to Pennsylvania. Um, there was one up in Connecticut that I considered looking at. And, you know, they're all optioned differently in different colors and, you know. So, um, I finally settled on this car up in, and, and when it comes to expensive cars like that, mm. the other thing I learned was you're, you're buying the owner just as much as you're buying the car. Right. So I'd have conversations with some people and it just, it didn't sit right with me. You know, the, either they didn't know the car well, and like, how do you, how do you own a GT3 and not, and not know the car well, you know, how do you not know what services you've done to it and, and not, you know, how do you know, how do you not know? whether you've ever changed the spark plugs in it. And mm-hmm. I, I don't expect you to do them yourself, but, you know, have an independent dealer or a Porsche dealer, you know, keep up on the maintenance. That's a really big thing on the GT cars. Um, Their they're engine, you know, where a Honda Accord is engineered, they don't, the engineers know you're not going to be driving it at 10 tenths, right? The GT cars, the engineers are expecting you to be on track and driving that thing at 10 tenths. So all the service intervals look shorter, Right. Spark plugs are supposed to be changed every two years. Do they need to be? Probably not. Mm. But I don't want to find out that one of the plugs seized in the head and I'm out of, you know, $40,000 to replace the motor. So all of this little stuff needs to be done. And when you speak to somebody who's not sure or is dismissive about the maintenance, um, you just, you'd move on to the next car. Uh, It's just too much of a risk. It's too much of a risk. You don't
0: think about that.
1: Yeah. These are the things I've learned. So I, I ended up talking to this guy up in Boston on the phone. Um, we had a long conversation and, and a long conversation about his history and my history and how we got to, you know, the point of talking on the phone. This guy was a, um, SCCA, um, track instructor out in California, but he, before he moved back to the East coast, um, he used to, he was big into BMWs when he was younger. And then he had a couple Porsches, uh, and then bought this GT three. He bought it certified pre-owned from a dealer up there. Um, knew everything about it. He somehow knew the last owner of the car. Um, I think they worked in the same area. Um, so he bought this car. He had maintained it. He planned on keeping it for years and years. He had done a paint correction, done uh, paint protection filling over the whole car, had put $5,000 in maintenance into it that he probably didn't need to. Um, and then a fr- another friend of his was selling a GT2 RS that he didn't want to pass up. So the GT3 was for sale. All good signs. All good signs, right? Invited me up to the house to look at the, at the car and I bought it in December, right? So not a great time to buy a GT car. Um, But I went up there with my friend Bill and we both had a great conversation with him. Uh, It was, it was December of 20. So the middle of COVID, most things are closed. We're all wearing masks, staying six feet apart, but this guy was really cool. And Mm -hmm let me drive the car up and make sure it was okay and showed me all the service records and uh you know left the deposit on it and came back a couple of days later and picked it up so um and i drove it home i drove it home in december from massachusetts just cuz i wanted to i wanted to feel how the car was I wanted ju- to get comfortable rear with it. Wheel
0: rear wheel or all wheel drive rear wheel rear wheel and it's got like michelin
1: that. cup 2s on it which are you know summer only tires that
0: it's good you didn't have a little snow <laughs> patch there.
1: <laughs> well, the day we were scheduled to go up there was like a 50% chance of snow. And I, I said to Bill, I said, we got to go the day before. Like, mm. what am I going to drive home in a snowstorm and wreck this thing? Like, there's no way. Nope. And in Boston, they were supposed to get like a foot of snow. Yep. So the car would have had to sit weeks. Um, so we ended up going up the day before to get it and got home late at night, but got home in one piece. So
0: How does it feel to drive a house? Yeah. You know?
1: <laughs> It's not a house in New Jersey, but it's a house it's in not, a lot of... <laughs> not a house in New Jersey, I'll tell
0: you that. It's a house in other... Yeah. yeah. Texas, maybe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, like, does it feel... Yeah, I mean, you're driving the shit out of this car. Like, you know, you're taking risks, you know, mm-hmm. on paper. Like, yes. does it... Does that cross... Does it only cross your mind in the beginning? Or does, like, yeah, do you just get used to it? And that once the novelty kind of wears off a little bit, then you're just, hey, this is my car. I
1: think, I think that's a really good question. Um, I think prior to the purchase, I had the biggest... Questions about it, you know, the sticker on the car was one forty five. So the original owner in twenty fifteen paid one forty five for this car. I paid one twenty five in twenty twenty. I mean, mm-hmm. and it had uh, ten thousand miles on when I bought it. So that was my biggest issue. I'm like, why the hell do I have to pay one hundred twenty five thousand dollars to get one hundred forty five thousand dollar five year old car? But the the more I you know can you know I did some online research and listened to some. uh, some YouTube videos explaining that like the 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 first big purchase into exotic cars that 's the big one right mm-hmm. so i I just had to convince myself that y- you pay the one twenty five mm-hmm. you keep it a couple of years, you sell it for damn near what you pay for it, and you move on to something else and you, you n- now that you have the equity in the game right i've got the one twenty five in my pocket
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh it i i think you do i think you just need to jump two feet in and and just Suck it up because uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just uh, you know now now I, I'm I'm mentally warped by this whole process right because I can look at a two hundred thousand dollar car and be like oh that's not t- it's not totally it's crazy not that far <laughs> off right it's completely nuts
0: yeah but I've convinced myself that it's not do you have. Uh... Are you like friends with any of your neighbors or like, do they talk to you about it or anything or like my friends, neighbors, friends are that
1: are <laughs> so not car people, my, I, the first fr- to-
0: class Mercedes or what are they? Driving? I wish no, like, <laughs> not even like envoys. Okay. Okay. So, oh, okay.
1: so my, my old neighbor walked outside when I got the, I had the GT3 home and the first time I was out washing it and he kind of like walked by and he's like, is that, uh, is that the new Corvette? I said, no, it's not the new Corvette. Uh, it's a, it's a Porsche. And then another guy walked by and he said, uh he said, is that how many turbos does that thing have? And I'm like, I said, Zero. Doesn't have any turbos. It's naturally aspirated. Oh, must not that be must not be fast. I go, No, nah, it's actually not that fast. It's pretty slow. And then another guy walked by and he's like, That car's beautifully good and I I didn't know. He lived on the other side of development. He has a GT four
0: oh shit
1: so i was like finally somebody (laughs) in the neighborhood who i can actually have a conversation with somebody who doesn't
0: think this is a lawnmower (laughs) (laughs)
1: yes exactly exactly so no like i you know i think i think the people in my neighborhood know i'm a little different Mm -hmm. um i try not to piss them off by starting the car up at six o'clock in the morning to go somewhere but because the cold starts rough Mm -hmm. but um no they leave me alone i leave them alone
0: yeah that's 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 cool i I figured i always got to I always got to ask because I like to see how the public <laughs> reacts to these. Things. Yeah. What about like um you know family and stuff like or you know friends of yours and things like that? Like did they did they knew they knew that you were like this is not out of the ordinary for you right? Or or do not they ask ordinary. you like how much does that cost you? Like can you afford that? Like do. does anybody, uh,
1: yeah. uh not out of the ordinary. Everybody who knows me well, yeah, isn't too surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you had the other cars too and stuff. Right. Right. But this is obviously I could buy two and a half M twos for for cost of M- this
0: Gt3. Yeah, yeah. That's a question I had too. And M2 is not considered the same level as a like no. an M3 even or M6. What is any B- is B? Are BMWs ever considered like exotic cars? Or
1: I would I wouldn't say exotic, but I okay. I would say if you bought um either a CS model, they made an M3 and M4 CS, okay. uh, or they made a GTS model. There was an M4 GTS. Those are really rare. And phenomenal cars. They, you know, when you start get to that exotic level, you're making, the manufacturer's making compromises, right? Those are cars you're probably not going to daily drive. They're a little tight. They're a little stiff. They're a little loud. They, you know, they might smell a little bit, you know, there's just compromises that most of their customers don't want to make. The the small sliver of customers love them to death, right? And can't get them when they want them. A night. cult following. It is yeah, a cult following, totally. and like the, like the, like
0: many of these cars. Exactly.
1: Yeah. The, the I think it was a sixteen M4 GTS. They only brought like seven hundred of them to the country. Wow. So, and they've held their value really well because they're rare. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was many more GT3s made than seven hundred. Mm-hmm. I think it was maybe three or four thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're still hard to find you know yeah. it's not like finding a honda accord so i guess yeah, yeah uh, no sorry go back to your back to your question my my family knew i was nuts ahead of time um so not too surprised um my my mother's a you know my mother's a practical 70 some year old lady she totally. i can't get her to upgrade from a mazda cx5 Um, but my brother-in-law, it's not an envoy, but this is true. (laughs) Uh, she also knows I didn't buy a Corvette, so I'll give her that to her. That's Um, but my brother-in-law is European. He's from Spain and Europeans just have a better appreciation for German cars. So he's just gaga over my car. And, and he's a guy I can talk to about, like, he knows, he knows the Porsches that his neighbors had when he was growing up Mm -hmm. and he knows the air cool era back from the seventies and eighties. And So he's somebody I can connect with and he gets it like Mm -hmm. he he, he's married and has two kids. I don't, I think there's a little bit of jealousy there, but he chose his path. I chose mine. So,
0: well, I guess, yeah, (laughs) that's kind of where I was going with this question is like, I want, I want to know first of all for myself that it's possible to buy a car like that. Um, but I also think it's equally as important for people with, who have just regular lives and regular jobs, like not every single person you see with a, Nine Eleven GT three or a hundred and thirty thousand dollar car has made is a deck a millionaire. You That's know? right. They're not all like that. That's but right. But you see a guy or a girl, uh, mostly guys, but anybody these days in an exotic car like that, and you're like, oh, that person's super rich. It's like right. they might not be super rich. They might have made smart decisions. I know bartenders from Atlantic City who are husband and wife bartenders who put all their kids through college, have six houses, like. You can't judge the book by the cover, definitely, especially not. these days. But I just think it's important uh, for people to know that, like, it's definitely a hundred percent possible. It is a hundred percent possible.
1: Um, but I will say it needs to be a top priority mm. if
0: that's what you want to get. The done. only, th- yeah, because it's like how many things for a hundred thirty thousand you're going to buy except for a house in that's your right. entire life, right? So, so is that? So, yeah, so that, but so that for you, that for you is you are of the mindset of spending a lot of money on things you really, really, really enjoy. And, and this car's being one of them for you. For sure. Um, yeah, I don't have any other vices. Um, and this
1: is an expensive vice, but, but it's one that it, 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 while you own the car, it pays you back with enjoyment, right? It, it, it gives me a sense of purpose, you know? Um, but on top of that, I, if, if I needed the cash, right, if I, if I needed that 125 back because my life situation changed it's, it's not liquid, but I can get that back. Yeah. I can sell it and get that back. So it's really, to me, it's a little bit of a shell game and maybe I've convinced myself of this, mm-hmm. but you know, you're saving the money instead of dumping that in a 401k. Uh, it's, it's sitting in my garage. Um, and no, it's not earning interest and I'm not, I'm not, uh, I don't think the car's going to increase in value, you know, cause I want to drive it. I'm not going to polish it with a diaper and not use it. Um, but you know, I know I can get the majority of my money back out of that purchase if yeah. I right, if I need to. So it's possible. It just
0: needs to be a, a yeah. priority. Unless you have you know as much money as possible. So th- you oh, know that's, it's yeah, like, Then it's, if you could have ten of them, then uh, all right, maybe it's not a priority. You just right. want one. That's right. Which are some of the people that you spoke with in searching for a car like that? I would assume
1: absolutely. And then I I talked to my friends and stuff, and I was like, man, I fe- I feel like I just just barely got into the room with the with the rich crowd you know yeah. what i mean like yep. yep because these people i talk to are are buying new porsches every year or they have 3 of them or you know cuz they they have a gt3 for the weekends but they have a regular 911 carrera or a turbo s for the week you know to commute in wow. so it's or they have you know a ferrari a lamborghini and a porsche or you know they have the Porsche in New Jersey, but at the Florida house, they have the Ferrari because it's you know it's convertible and it's sunny down there, yeah, so that makes sense to them right, so I always felt like i I just mm. barely got in the club, mm. <laughs> but i don't care. I'm in the club, yeah. and I have the car I want, and I don't need ten of them because you can only drive one of them at a time. Yeah. I had a conversation at a cocktail party it it was a you'll you'll find that car enthusiasts find each other, right, so is that a cocktail party? Um, and ended up having a conversation with a doctor who has a Florida house. He has racehorses. He has apparently has four Ferraris. One or two of them were at the Florida house. So he tells me this story about, uh, he takes the Ferrari out to dinner with his wife and they're on the way to dinner in West Palm beach or wherever it was. And the check engine light comes on halfway to the restaurant. Well, he doesn't think anything of it. He's not going to miss his dinner reservations, right? So he just drives the car and parks it at the restaurant, has dinner, comes back out, car won't restart, won't start. Calls a dealership. The dealer sends a wrecker, tows it to the dealership. He gets a call the next day. He blew the motor. The It lost oil pressure and he kept driving it and smoked the motor. So he tells me, you know, I didn't know whether I should just sell the car back to the dealership at that point and let them deal with it. It was four or five years old. It was out of warranty. So he just decided to replace the engine. So the car's got a new motor. And I I said, just out of curiosity, like how much did that cost? Like how much is a, you know, a non-warrantied motor? He goes, well, (laughs) the issue is they don't have those on hand. They literally have to pick up the phone and call the factory in Italy and say, we need a motor for a uh, F430. And it gets built. And shipped to the dealership and installed, it cost him
0: $80,000. What do you think the car
1: was worth? It was an expensive car, probably $275. Wow. So, oh so he put the $80,000 motor in it. And um, <sighs> I mean, it, he didn't even blink an eye. Like, yeah. He's, just, he's like, what do you what want to do? What am I going to do? May, miss my steak dinner? That's what they said. They said, what do
0: you want to do? He said,
1: put <laughs> right. a motor in it. It needs right. a motor. Can't drive without a motor. It's not motor. a question. It's no. just. <laughs> so I, I just i'm barely in the club yeah that's I'm barely in the club
0: yeah it's so interesting uh just thinking <laughs> about this and i like i do i don't know i'm i here and there uh, i um manifestation to me is neither here nor there you know what i'm saying <laughs> like i i be, i believe i believe it can work for people like i think in my life it's worked to an extent um you can't manifest a car that's impossible right uh you got to do all the stuff to get it right but i think it's good like what i was i'm like i'm thinking right i message you or i'm like how can i drive one that's what i really want to do because i want to know i just want to drive it so now i'm like yeah. okay at least no right because maybe i'll drive a ferrari and be like no it's actually not a nine 911 right. i want a ferrari instead right. right so that's my next move i'm yeah. like i'm like <laughs> i just want to figure out how to drive one of these things yeah and because uh, it can't be that i'm like it can't be that hard to just drive it for like five or ten minutes just to be like all right cool it's not so here there's a bunch <laughs> of like rental exotic places yeah right? i was so. like if
1: i go to florida and vacation
0: or figure it that, out
1: i don't know here's what you need to do and i did this last spring i think it was i go to the porsche experience center in atlanta you can you can get on a frontier flight for 89 dollars, fly right down to atlanta airport you can walk from the airport to the porsche experience it's literally less than a mile down down the road from the airport they have a fleet of 911s, uh, you reserve it online, but it's like 450 bucks for 90 minutes with an instructor on a closed track. You can pick the model of 911 you want. They have manuals, they have PDKs, they have convertibles they, you name it. Um, and I, it's an unbelievable experience. Um, just first of all, the place is beautiful. Um, they restore old air-cooled 911s there. So you can sit and watch that. The restaurant is fantastic, but the best part is driving the cars and, and you're dealing with like my Porsche instructor was a Paris. He he's a, a race car driver. He was a Paris, the Dakar, uh truck driver, and just had a whole bunch of, uh, he was SCCA driver. Um, and he, and I went out in one of the new nine nine two nine elevens. 11s. I picked a. it was a Carrera S with the sport package, a manual transmission, and it was him and me for 90 minutes. And it was awesome. I mean, it's just an awesome experience. You just get to see the new cars, the new technology, and drive them how they're supposed to be driven, right? No traffic. You're not on the roads. And and when you're done, he will make you a better driver. He's going to give you the same tips we've been talking about. But then he gets in the driver's seat, and you ride shotgun. And you see what the car is actually capable of and how far from the limits
0: you were. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And you're thinking, though, you're like, I can drive the shit out of this. (laughs) You get done, and you're like, I did pretty damn good. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, no that no. ego though <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a lot of a lot of ego with cars it happens it happens absolutely that, um i'm sold i'm gonna do it i'm um my girlfriend doesn't listen to this because it's car one but <laughs> she wouldn't get this far at least right, um right. but i'm gonna definitely tell i'm like yo my birthday that's what's happening it's awesome um i'll buy the flight i'll buy anything i don't even care yeah. that's 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 it's a good time yeah you could it's a good probably time. get it done for a thousand total or just yes. go for the day yes. and do it or stay a night and then go. like that's a, i listen and land cool man but I would just love to go for the experience. It's a of that. good time. Yeah, it's a I'm good so, time. and 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 there's a lot of drift schools and there are, there are a lot of other things yep. that are kind of popping up. Yep. Um. I, I always thought the kind of auto cross slash, you know, just kind of driving a Miata on a track. Yep. i like, I think that's awesome, man. I mean, just the fact that you can do that, you know, you don't need and you know you you don't need a car like that to have fun. You can right. have fun with your. You actually probably want to have fun. You probably want to max out your Honda Accord and yep. just see get to the edges of that yep. until you're you know, the uh, when it, the lower control arm you know breaks yeah, off. Or that's something. right. I'm amazed how uh, well the Accord is made because I freaking like it should be way more damaged, right?
1: <laughs> I, I, I my friend Crazy. had one in high school. It was a, it was a '92. It was his dad's. We were 17. I mean, we beat the there was it was either breaking 100% or throttle to the floor yes. everywhere we went.
0: That's how you drove in the beginning. That's how, right. Right. When you got your license, that's that right. was driving. Everything was, that a was race. driving.
1: Everything was a race. Yes. We beat the piss out of that thing for a couple of years. Yeah. And it never missed a beat, never missed a beat. It was unbelievable.
0: It, mine's got a noise that's been going on for a long. And, and I was, uh, I, I worked in two shops, the second shop. I brought it in one day. I was doing alignment on it or something. The guy's like, what's that noise? And his <laughs> actually, um, yeah, his name was Dave, too. He was an older uh, mechanic, like, head mechanic, you know. Okay. Five-bay shop. Okay. You know, kind of a little bit bigger. Um, And I said, I don't know, Dave. What do you think? He's like, honestly, I have no idea. He's like, I, but that would worry me. Yeah. And that was three and a half years ago. Still doing it. Hasn't gotten worse? Nope. It's probably the timing chain cover. I did the chain. You did? Yep. And the tensioner? Yep. There's one tensioner I didn't then do. just keep driving. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I did all the tensioners except for the one that wouldn't come off. Um... No. Oh, well, actually what happened was the car is making the weird noise on startup. Okay. And like a, and then it would start. Okay. And so I'm like, eh, it's probably not the starter. I'll do the timing (laughs) chain. So, but it had 180,000, 190,000. I'm like, let me just do the chain. Yeah. Whatever. It's 12. uh, I took like 12 hours of my boss and we just did it together and, uh, went to start the car, same noise. And then I pulled the starter out and. The starter was bad. So I did the chain, like trying to fix this weird noise that ended up being the starter. But I don't know. I don't don't regret it. The car's got 215, 212 on it or whatever. And it's got, it's, 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 it's a baby. I did the chain, but I've done everything else. I've done everything on this car except the two things that haven't went the power steering pump and the alternator. And they're right Mm -hmm. next to each other and they're right on top. Okay. So I'm like, even if I have to do that at at an AutoZone parking lot, it's an hour. It's an hour. It is what it is. So I, I I love it. There's just something about, (laughs) There's something great about having a car you don't have to worry about. and there's also something that the only thing that for the non for the three non-car people who have stuck <laughs> with us through this episode, there's something about knowing how how the car works. I'm not saying you have to know how to fix it, but at least understanding it, that peace of mind of me being on the side of the road versus somebody else is like like because something it could be something actually really simple. that's right. It never is no, but it could be. Uh, and I could, or, or I was waiting until I had to, I didn't have to change a tire on the side of the road for, I think until tw- like last year, you know? So it was okay. like seven years of driving and I'm waiting every day. I'm like, <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm like the pit crew, dude. I'm like, I got everything in the right place. Yep. Like, yep. I got that tire. And I remember when I blew a tire, that's cause you were prepared. I know. Yeah. I was ready. If you didn't have, I a like spare, wanted it to happen. some if oddly. you didn't have a spare,
1: you would have had a flat tire. Yeah. That's the way it works.
0: Yeah. And I had, um, but yeah, man, I do want to, if there's more room in that car, I'd put a real tire in it though, but it only fits the freaking donut, which pisses me off. But they don't even have a, uh, you know, spare cars don't have spare tires. Anymore. No. Anyway. So no, I just got AAA for the first time in my life and I'm glad that I have it. Just, I got it to tow the Lexus that I have cause I just need oh, something go. to tow the car. Okay. It cost me a hundred bucks. That's smart. Yeah. Yeah. I would never, like hundred bucks the, for a year. Yeah. The premium, that's, awesome. that's the 200 mile one is a hundred bucks. Wow. The one below it's 87. How are they making any money on that? I have no fucking idea. I get most... It's like Planet Fitness, right? You right. have 10,000 people at right. $10 a month. You're making a million dollars and only... And nobody shows. ...2% of them show up. <laughs> well, the first week they all fucking show yes. up. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's incredible, man. I've been learning about all these businesses. Like, So Planet Fitness legitimately 10,000 memberships per place. I believe it. It's inc- It's crazy. How many it. they fit? I would I don't even think they could fit 100. And, and 100 would be packed. 100 would be packed. So you have that, right? So you have... Right. Ninety nine point five percent of your <laughs> customers are never showing up. That's right? It's just all these businesses. I mean, Chick Fil A is another one. My friend works for Chick Fil A now. Okay, and uh, they make more money in a day than McDonald's and Starbucks combined wow. in every given every, any given day. And they have had the same twelve products for seventy five years. That We've explains the line out on a two hundred two, huh? I guess uh, everybody freaking love. They love it. It's man. amazing. I don't know. I'm 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 a you know wow tried and true. You know Okay. just. That's just, it's just easy for me. You know, (laughs) I like chicken sandwiches, but
1: yeah. uh, Chick-fil-A is good, but I didn't, I am surprised to hear that they outsell Starbucks. Wow.
0: Yeah. Crazy. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think they have, I think they said it's like 50,000 applicants a year to open them. Okay. That like 50,000 people who apply to open one. They want to apply to the franchise and you can make the, my Friend who works there, he said his uh, the owner probably makes like half a million a year, but they also have to do their own advertising costs. So then you bring that okay. down, you make a couple hundred thousand a year. Okay, but that's how you move up in Chick Fil A because you get to the point where then you just have to apply to own one, and then gotcha. now, but it's still franchise, so they still take your top line, some of your top line revenue. Okay, but it seems it's it's crazy. It's kind of crazy to think about all these things that we just all these places we go, whether it's McDonald's, Starbucks. You know, they somebody's making whole, money. Oh yeah, uh, a lot. And there's this whole back end you don't realize that. You know, a um, you know, good Chick Fil A is gonna make. I don't know. You know, twenty grand a day, thirty grand. You know, Jeez. I mean, whatever. I was just at uh, maybe you heard of this the uh, in Edison, the race, the yeah K K
1: one karting or whatever, whatever the new
0: yeah the indoor karting with the multiple levels and all that. I just went. How was it? Interesting experience. Uh, they don't. They're open like fully open but they don't have reservations yet uh, so you're fucked like okay. we drove you know however far it is from here. here and then our friends drove from south jersey and we get there and they're like we have no races left oh my god yeah so they close at 11 we got there at like eight so we're like okay so then we went to top golf and then we put in a name in there then we went back so what you have to do is the people drop out of the races like they put their i guess they're in and then they'll leave or something like that okay. so you just have to stand next to the cash reg- cashier and just wait And they'll be like, oh, we have one. Do you want to go in this one? And you just have to stand. It's like super inefficient. Okay. But they have, I guess, multiple tracks. I think it's two or three tracks because they have multiple levels. They have like a low level, medium, and then like a pro. Okay. And the pro is the fast one. That's like probably 35 miles an hour or something like that. I was on the medium one. They have a boost button so you can boost, but that's only on the pro one. So it makes you, which is more money and it's seven minutes. So it's, it's $30 for seven minutes. Okay. And you're in there with all experience levels. Right. So you're getting in there. I'm on It's like driving like, on the parkway. It's driving on the parkway. I'm on y'all up. I'm like, I passed you on the parkway, dog. Like, <laughs> so yeah, man, it was fun though. So it's electric, you know, you just got a yeah. helmet on and yeah. a little golf, little uh, go-kart, electric go-kart. I, it was fun. I, I, I passed a lot of people that have no idea that you're not supposed to hit the brake, you know? Right. They like, cause I asked the guy, I was like, how do you actually win this shit? You know, I asked the guy that worked there, he's like, just don't hit the brake. Be smooth, me. yeah. Slow is fast, yeah. Exactly. Is it, is is it carpet? Fast. Is it concrete? <clears throat> it's um, it's like painted concrete. Probably. I right? think it's painted. Yeah, it almost looks like that garage flooring. Okay, a little bit like it, an epoxy it's, coat. Yeah, it looks rubber. Like it almost looks like it's not. I believe it's concrete or metal with the rubber, some Okay. Kind of rubber on top. Okay, and then yeah, I I felt the tires. They're regular, like stock car thick. You know, no tread tires. Okay. okay. Um, and they have these big bumpers on the outside. Right. Cause, and you, like, move it and it shakes because they just replace them, like, all day. Sure. I think I've I, I fucked up about three people. I've messed up a couple people. Good. Well, they were in the yeah. way. They were in the way, 100%. But they do have referees. They have people on the side that give you a flag if you don't have your I hand know. on the wheel. I know. I, wheel got, or... I got tossed out of a track. One of those type ones?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Where yeah. was that? Uh Indiana. OK, um, that, like I figured I'm in Indiana, right? Like Homo Motorsports, right? Indian, uh, the Indianapolis 500s there. Yeah. Andy. We go to a, a K1 karting, which is an indoor electric track there. Um, we know like my cousin's friend knows the guy who's working there. So he's going to he's going to dial up the speed oh, on the cars. The and I'm like, man. this is it. This
0: is uh, this
1: is it this is my training. I've, and I've been
0: training for this right. my whole I feel the right. same way
1: so we we go uh the day after Thanksgiving it's all my my cousins and I'm like these are all people I know yeah. you either get the f out of the way yeah. or I'm gonna move you out mm-hmm. of the way so we're ripping and you know I got a, I got one or two warnings for just tapping and you know oh, that's fine mm-hmm. and then my my cousin uh ended up getting tapped by somebody else and ended up like sideways in the track and i i mm-hmm. I mean I Hit him full speed, T-bone. Like, I mean, I, I didn't let off. I just, (laughs) yeah. And I got, I. They stopped
0: the race. I got tossed. Oh my god! They even stopped it just to pull you out. Yeah, he was pissed. What? I don't understand that. It's like, (laughs) well they make these things not for car they don't want car people to do it they just want like you're right. regulars you're you know? right they just you're want right. civilians you know right. <laughs> they don't want people who just dr- know how to drive actually right. they want you to like hit the brake and like yeah. oh my god a turn and right you know i was just like foot to the floor like this is That's like it. riding quads like you just yeah go oh you'll let off and, in seven minutes yeah exactly exactly i yeah i i uh i think i think like it was me my friend who was his birthday and his friend and i think it was just first second third <laughs> Like awesome. all, of the, all three of awesome. us, you know, it was like, <laughs> man, it is what it is. It was fun though. It was fun. I would yeah. do it again. I I would pay for the, for the more expensive one and do the faster one. Okay. Uh, and I would go at, at the time that you would think there would be the least amount of people there. Cause it's huge. Okay. It's massive. It's got an arcade. It's got a restaurant. Okay. It's big. It's fun though. Worth it. Worth it. I'm going to hit it up eventually. Yeah. I'll probably get thrown out. You should. Why not? Why not? <laughs> so, um, I don't know how far down this rabbit hole we're going to go, but. So did, so were you said law enforcement, were you police or police? Yeah. So police officer. Yes, sir. Locally, or you don't Rar- have to say where. Rar- in township. Rar-in? Okay, yeah. cool. So, so did you, you had to, uh, apprehend some fast cars at time. Did you have any of that or? Yes, but not as many as you think. I d- okay. oh,
1: it's funny because there's a friend of mine who, um, he's a cop here locally in Huntington County, but he, prior to working here, he worked in California. He actually worked for California highway patrol central LA office. Like he was in the shit where all the highways come together in the city. um, And he was in pursuits every night. And I don't know what the difference is. It's just a different culture out there. Maybe because the highways are 20 lanes wide and at two in the morning, there's nobody on them. But every night he was chasing somebody or they'd have fatal crashes or it just doesn't happen that often here. Now, if you go to Newark or Irvington or East Orange or Jersey City, they're they're in pursuits for stolen cars, but it's, um, it's rare out here. Yes, I've been in pursuits. Um, it, it also is a, um, I'm kind of giving you the long answer if that's okay, but-
0: It's podcast, totally.
1: That's okay. What, that's what we need. <laughs> okay. Uh, the attorney general policy on pursuits has changed a lot over the past 25 years about what- Crimes we can pursue for, especially and what we like
0: illegal vehicles, like dirt bikes and, and quads correct. and then motorcycles is different. And then correct. Cars, yeah. And
1: then, I mean, for, for half of my career, we could not pursue for a stolen vehicle hmm. for a stolen car. So, you know, th- think about the way that works. Like if I'm driving, um, driving through a neighborhood and I see a car come ripping out of a driveway and the homeowner calls 911 and says, two guys just stole my car. It's a red Lexus and I'm behind a red Lexus. I turn my lights and sirens on, and they take off. I can't. I can't pursue them.
0: So, what was the logic on that, though?
1: The logic. (laughs) The
0: logic from the attorney general's office. Drive faster and
1: die, or that's right, or endanger others on the road, right? So, like, the office, the pursuing officer is pushing them to drive faster or take more risks, and then that. Mm. Will cause them to crash and injure themselves or others. Now, you also have to understand that and County is very different from other areas in the, in the state, right? So that Attorney General is thinking about Newark when they write this policy, right? right? So if you're if you're doing 70 miles an hour down, you know, city streets in Newark, where there's pedestrians and parked cars, and it's a very different situation than when we're on 579 in hunter County, yeah. right? Um, but nevertheless, the policy applied, so. It, we didn't, you know, we we had our hands tied for a good portion of my career, but um, early on in my career, there were ways around that true. There was a little bit of a loophole in the policy that said mm-hmm. you couldn't pursue for stolen vehicles, for drug possession, for um, criminal mischief, for mm-hmm. even for shoplifting, a minor shoplifting you couldn't pursue for. However, if they were driving the vehicle in a way that endangered the public mm-hmm. or you thought they may be intoxicated. You could then pursue them. Okay. So you basically would follow the vehicle. And I mean, you know, nobody who's being pursued is using their turn signals and staying in their lane and driving the speed limit. So, you know, they're passing cars illegally, passing on the shoulder, uh, running stop signs and red lights. Well, that's endangering the public. So now you, now you could pursue. Um, So sometimes you were able to use that loophole. Yeah. They like
0: blow a stop sign and now you can kind of. That's right. Yeah. So now you have
1: endangerment and you can, you can pursue. Hmm but the the attorney general at some point closed that loophole because quite honestly it was being abused. So
0: yeah, that with, um, I always felt, or I always thought with motorcycles that they kind of let them go a lot of times, (laughs) but I mean, now I ride one and I've had cops, like I've, you know, rode them for years now, but now I've been out on one and I kind of, you know, I understand and, you know, I always try to, you know, be respect. I really don't ride motorcycles to go really fast anymore. Like it's just not too dangerous. Um, I have my moments, but uh, I always thought I'm like I've never seen a motorcycle pulled over. I'm like they must just be too fast, or you know, as a <clears> that's, kid, that's you're a like, lot of it. And, and yeah. I mean, you don't want so, that's way worse than a car for the yeah. most part. Yeah, you're probably going to die. So
1: it's an interesting. I think I think this is where, as a car enthusiast, yeah, I look at situations differently than eighty percent of the cops on the road. Right when I see a motorcycle going by me, let I. I can give you an exact situation I uh, sitting on route 12, right? Wide open. And a, and a car goes by it. A, a, a suburban goes by me at 65 and a 50. And I see a woman talking on her phone and she's got three kids in the back. Hmm. That's a car that's going to get stopped. But when a motorcycle goes by me at 70 and a 50, but the guy kind of nods me or gives me two fingers and igno- and there's no other traffic on the road, hmm. which presents more danger to the, vehicle operator the occupants and other vehicles around them to me the suburban is more dangerous right yeah it's going to take longer to stop it's not as maneuverable she's not paying attention Mm -hmm. and she's also got kids at risk that's a situation to me that i'm going to stop that vehicle before if the motorcycle goes by me and he's not riding a wheelie if he's got a plate on it if he's not acting like an idiot he's really not i mean i'm i know he could have gone by me at a hundred so yep, yep. that's somebody I'm gonna I'm gonna give a little bit more room to. Um, not everybody thinks the same way I did, yeah. but I mean you got you got, and that's that's the interesting thing about law enforcement is every individual officer gets to choose how they enforce the law, right? Yep. And you occasionally hear about ah we need more speed cameras and traffic light cameras and we need we need more they they want everything to be black and white, hmm. right? And that presents a problem because. I mean, you want the officers to think about the situations. People want to be able to get a break if they're not doing anything. So those cameras don't get breaks. If it's black and white, it's black and white. Oh, I remember that. They shut all that
0: down. People were too up in arms about that. Well,
1: one of the reasons it got shut down, too, is because politicians got ridden.
0: Mm. Politicians are used to getting breaks. So they weren't too happy about it either. those are the best YouTube videos. (laughs) Right? Do you know who I am? Right. That's the best sentence. That's the best question you've... has anybody said that to you? Or? Oh, absolutely.
1: And and the, the weird thing is most people don't mean it how it's taken. They just don't realize the tone and how that comes off. Uh, you know, it's so it, it's know.
0: not like you're a complete dick automatically by saying that you might not be. No, you might it, actually be asking you. That's do you correct. Not, do you know me? Or? That's, that's right. Like I need to I need to know. <laughs> yeah. I need the totality exactly. of the, the interaction. Yeah. Are you to, trying to get out of this because you have you right. want me to think that you're somebody important or
1: it's. <laughs> right. Yeah. um, But you'll, I mean, you'll get housewives that'll say that because they just Uh, don't realize how it sounds in the tone and uh, and it can make guys really officers, really defensive. Yeah. Um, So there's on many occasions, I came back up to a, a, to a car after a traffic stop, whether I issued a summons or not and said, Hey, listen, by the way, you know, if you were my sister or my mom, I would tell you not to say what you said, you know, it Mm -hmm. just, it can be taken the wrong way. No different than my interaction with a motorist can be taken the wrong way. If, if mm. you know, my tone isn't right, that can go the other way too. And you can you can very easily talk yourself into a ticket and not realize mm. that you did it. So, you know, just How, if, if yeah, you're not yeah. sure why you got stopped and say, hey, officer, can you explain to me why I got stopped? I'm really not sure. Yeah. That comes off a lot differently than, you know, do you know who I am or why did you stop me? Or yeah. it's, it you know, like- it becomes such a contentious interaction between motorist and officer on a stop that um, tone plays a big role in yeah. how it goes down.
0: Presentation. You yeah. Know? Yeah.
1: And if, and if either the motorist or the officers had a bad day, you know, it's not gonna, it's not gonna go the way everybody wants it to go.
0: Yeah. And, and you, you know? know, this being in a car is not natural. Like going 70 miles an hour in a metal box is not natural. <laughs> right. Like your body doesn't know what you're doing. Like right. it can't, Right. Like, we're not evolutionarily uh, designed to do that. You right. know, airplanes, cars. Like, it's just, you're not, it's <laughs> not, we never did. It was, no. like, horses was crazy, you yeah. know? Right. And so, or maybe boats got there for, I don't I don't know, uh, downhill on a bicycle. It's like, right. that's where you were going fast. Right. So, being, th- it's an elevated state. Sure. Of, in a car. So, sure. I think that's also, I think, why road rage is different, too, mm. than just a street fight. I think okay. there's something about being in a car and going fast and then being like the like you don't realize how high the stakes are right because you're focused on you're just so elevated and in the, in this moment yeah in reality just w- the wrong slight turn is you know is a ten car pilot. that's right and that's just reality and it it's cars have gotten really really safe right
1: really totally. safe i mean in my 25 year career the difference between injuries i saw the first couple of years and the last couple of years was mm-hmm. was
0: Night and day seatbelts, even
1: I would think seatbelts, airbags, side impact airbags, uh, crumple zones and, tr- and, you know, chassis like, it's just, it's unbelievable how safe cars are now, yeah. but they're also really isolating. You know, you're in a car doing 70 miles an hour and there it's quiet. You don't hear any road noise. You don't hear tire noise. It's, you don't have that sensation of speed. Like you did, you know, if you're in a 74 GTO, you know, you're doing 70 <laughs> miles an hour, Right. <laughs> yeah. But that's not and the how many of one. those
0: crashed and went off the <laughs> right. most of them, <laughs> right?
1: So, you know, if you're in a brand new Lexus or Toyota or something, they're so freaking quiet, you can't even, you know, whether you're doing 60 or 90, you really S- can't especially
0: tell, especially a Tesla. Yeah, geez, yeah, another level of quiet. Absolutely, uh, I, I'm good. <laughs> I need to hear something,
1: yeah, just a little squeak. Do you know, I, th- I just learned this recently. Um, there's foam
0: inserts that insulate tire noise in Teslas. You know, I, I believe it. I, I knew that there was like noise cancellation stuff, but I didn't know that there's foam. Yeah. I, it was
1: on Facebook marketplace and and the guy was selling like these, they look like tires, but they were foam and, and it was Tesla inserts is the way he had them. And I, wait, I sent wait, it to wait, my wait, friend they go
0: in the tire, they go in the tire. So oh I, my I God. text
1: my buddy who's got a Tesla who I insult every chance I get, because yeah, I yeah. don't have a lot of respect for him. But, uh, Hey, they're fast. They are fast, but I'm just not a Tesla. I'm not, mm-hmm. a, I'm not a Tesla guy, mm-hmm. and I'm not an electric car guy. Mm-hmm. Not yet. But They'll get you. he said, yeah. He goes, the issue is the Tesla cars were so quiet that Elon was worried that the tire noise would drive people crazy. Yeah. So he put these foam inserts in the tires to to absorb the tire noise before it even gets into the car.
0: Oh. <laughs> hey, I mean, Germans are great, but Elon's got some engineers. He does. He definitely (laughs) does. He He thinks outside the box. He solves weird problems. That's his thing. You know, like he solves problems that you would never think. (laughs) For sure. Uh, Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, listen, Volvo's had, uh, you know, uh, windshield wipers on their fucking headlights. So that was a problem nobody thought that you would need to be solved. But um, yeah, that's that's crazy. I, I believe that, though. It's weird. I've been in the Tesla, and if you're in a Tesla Uber shit you better have it you better be talking you guys better be talking because <laughs> if they don't have any music it's just like it's just complete silence okay it's like being out here yeah know? it's like it's yeah. we it's weirder than you know than the road noise
1: i drove uh a Taycan, which is porsche's electric car on the track oh really unbelievable i mean it was unbelievable how fast it was it was unbelievable and a quiet you know they they because it's Porsche, they energy engineer a little bit of like motorsport sound to it. So it's got like a, a hum Oh, and they, increases. they, they, uh,
0: you, you'd like this in the uh, go-karts. It sounds like a V eight. They have speakers. <laughs> it, that's it's so corny. Anyway, I, have to okay. throw it in there. I believe it's it. terrible, but it's, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. So the, I mean, the Taycan has a little bit of motorsport something to it. Mm-hmm. it. And it, I guess it's supposed to give you a sensation of speed, but it's, it's unbelievable how fast they are. I mean, it's amazing. Um, I'm just not there yet. The infrastructure is not there. Mm. You know, and I don't want to add a charger to my house and, um, had a friend of mine that had, couldn't, uh, that week we had the single digit weather, uh, he couldn't keep his battery charged at the house cause it was too cold. Cause the, the car kept trying to warm up the battery, uh, you know, so he couldn't keep a charge. I just, I, you know, I think that the technology will get there. I just don't think we're there yet. I don't, and I'm not, I don't want to be an early adopter of anything, especially
0: something that expensive. I'm with you. I, I'm the same. I'm not an early adopter in things either. And my thing about Tesla is Tesla is not to save the environment. It does say, because we looked this up, it says on, if you look up Tesla, that the, the, the Google search result says clean energy. Okay. So you click on the Google search result and it brings you to the Tesla main site. <laughs> okay. You start scrolling down. There's not one thing about energy or saving the environment that like, there's certain little titles like that, that they use, but there's nothing like my thing is that Elon's never said, like, he doesn't, he's never said that Tesla never been a Tesla is cool. Tesla's a cool thing. It's a new thing. It's like crypto. Yeah. Tesla yeah. the crypto of cars. Right. It's cool. Nobody really knows if it's going to work. <laughs> We're all like, eh. <laughs> there's no regulation. Know? Yeah. There's no regulation. Yeah. Um, so, but Tesla, electric cars have been around for a hundred years. Right. And we looked that up. Right. 1920s. Yeah. And, but my grandfather was telling me about electric milk trucks for my whole life. No kidding. Yeah. And he's like, if you think that this is going to do anything, he's like, this is not the solution. This is just another option. You know, this is solar versus electric versus, you know, or versus oil or wind power. Exactly. Exactly. This is wood burning stove. Or, or, or oil heat, you know, it's, it's different. It's not, it's pros and cons to each. For sure. I mean, if you just, and I I won't go down this rabbit hole, but if you just look up cobalt mines in Africa, all you got to look up and you, there's no way that once you watch one YouTube rabbit hole video on that, that you don't think that we're not, that batteries are not the answer. Yeah. Yeah. You're not saving the the, the environment or the earth. That's, you're not saving anybody. No. Yeah. I mean, this iPhone has... The people that had to mine this shit. Right. It's bad. Right. And that on a massive scale of a Tesla battery, and then that on the scale of humanity, like California thinks they're going to shut down. It's not going to happen. No, No. It's just not going to happen. I don't think so. I don't, I mean, I don't think oil is great. Nothing's great. No. Well, every, like you said, everything has compromised. That's right. That's it. That's how I feel. But I'm like, anybody who's thinking this was about the environment, it's fucking nobody's driving. They put on their license plate. If you drive, drive a Tesla. They'll put on their license plate, like, no gas. Yep. You know, they'll put all these dumb lights. License- they don't give a shit about that. No yeah. Tesla driver cares about that. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. You know why? Because their wife drives a Tahoe, VA Tahoe. You're probably right. You're probably Everybody right. with a Tesla has three cars. That's right. It's like, that's not it, dude. No. It's my rant. Uh, <laughs> it's I'm, my with, you. I'm rant. with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. I, I think they're really cool, but like, I really like one. I would love it. I would get one. Like, I would totally get one. Now, and it's kind of past early adoption. I mean, it's like seven years old. Like, eight, there's like 20. 11 teslas i yeah. think now but yeah they're not cheap no they're not <laughs> there's also no cheap evs so how the hell are we going to save the right. environment if nobody that can afford right a, nobody can afford one right so too many issues i agree um we'll get there it, it might be I, I, it might be more yep. viable
1: in 10 yep. or 20 years but um you know my my buddy with the tesla drove from boston da- back down to jersey yep he had to stop twice, you know, he had to find charging stations and stop twice to get back to, to New Jersey, just from Boston. Um, you know, added a good, at least an hour to his trip. Yeah. Um,
0: if we'll they see. do it with the fleets, I'll start to believe in it more. Right. If Amazon, if that's been my m- metric, right? It's like, this is an interesting point about Chick-fil-A too. If you <laughs> want to invest in real estate, just go where the Chick-fil-A is because they know they their medium income value is super high, much higher than all the other restaurants. Okay. Um, but in Shit, where was I going with that? Chick-fil-A? What was I talking about uh, before that? God damn it. Somebody help me. It's okay. You were talking about... Something with cars.
1: In the yeah, right you're talking about real estate. place and Where the median income was, was higher.
0: Yeah, I know. I got that. A, it was a car thing about that. Mm. Anyway,
1: I lost it. I'm not a pro, Brandon. Oh, you were talking about Amazon. If... The Amazon trucks.
0: The, if Amazon, it's like Chick-fil-A with your real estate, right? Thanks for saving me. If the chick-fil-a puts the location in this place it's got a good medium income median income right if amazon if their fleet is electric or carbon monoxide or freaking some right. random hydrogen, thing, hydrogen it's they figured it out if they figured it out i do <laughs> trust it more i it right? gives it legitimacy i'm for like sure. chick-fil-a you're over here like is this neighborhood really yeah, coming up? Right. Maybe I'm behind, you know? <laughs> Not that I do real estate, but so it's the same concept. Yeah. Like it's it. the proof of concept is once you do it for a hundred thousand Amazon trucks. Yeah. Then I'll, I'll, ha- I'll, okay. Yeah. It makes sense though. They drive it in at the end of the day. Like the truck battery can, can die cause they just drive it in. Um, they'll have Uh, by the way, all electric cars will be wirelessly charged. So they'll drive it in, wireless charging. Then they'll just get in the one next to it, hop in. That's boom, it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So you don't actually have to have a long distance. Right. You know?
1: Right. But, I don't know. Crazy. Post office, too. But the but the mm-hmm. issue is that it's government. They'll screw
0: it up. Yeah, they're not early adopters. No. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> they're not even late. They're like, no. they're not even adopters. They don't even adopt anything. No. But you got to give it to them. Brandon, you got to find out. What is wh- What the... You, oh, maybe you know this, the, the, uh, um, mail truck, what the mail truck is actually called. It's like an L, LRV, LR, Lifetime, I thought, yeah, something we're, like, we're close, full life vehicle, something like that, like LR... the actual a, model, M- name yeah, driver. yeah, the actual model, because it is the mo- name of the, it is the model, is I don't it know, it is even the think, model. is it a Grumman, Grumman, Grumman? Yeah. Grumman LV, is that what it is? I thought it was more complicated than that, but yeah, yeah, I thought it might be one more letter, yeah that's all I'm seeing here. Grumman, Grumman L- long life vehicle. Long there you go. Life, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah LLV. That's what LLV stands for. Long life. Yeah, those
1: things have been on the road for 50
0: years. So maybe there are. Maybe the government. Maybe mail truck. The mail USPS is a good metric
1: for this. Yeah, but forever stamps have like doubled in the past five years, probably to pay for those stupid trucks to keep
0: them on the road. Dude, I see these stamps.com fucking ads. I'm like, who's buying stamps? Right? Not me. What am sell? What are you mailing? I know they must sell other shit. I guess. I watched an interesting podcast though with a guy who uh, was doing uh, uh, credit card fraud. Okay, and he's had a lot of stamps because he was <laughs> the UPS the uh, the guy who worked at UPS. has got him, busting him. Okay, yeah, it's crazy, dude. Crazy story, but I should try to get that guy on shit. But yeah, man, if they're uh, if they're yeah, if the postal service or Amazon or one of those, then I'll uh, then I'll believe it.
1: Then you'll pay attention.
0: Yeah, because they did it right with the, the LV. Yeah, I'd love an LV. They'd just be great. To have. How much could they cost? They are just really tough to get because I think they, uh, never die. <laughs> right. They're, I've seen a couple of them though. Uh, people build them. People build okay. them themselves. But like, K, K, like and K24s stuff, in them. and LS too. swap them. And yeah. Stuff. There's even better. <laughs> Fuck a K24. At that yeah, rate. right. I don't know about you, but I always wanted a, just like a 90 civic with just a worked like four cylinder in there. Cause I know friends who had them and they're so fast and they I are. love watching them be Corvettes. I'm I'm just the opposite. I want
1: a mint civic SI in that dark blue color mm-hmm. that nobody has molested. That yep. you that a guy like you hasn't been able to touch. Yep. <laughs> but they're like twenty five thousand dollars now.
0: Yeah, I love SIs.
1: So a little
0: L L V um backstory. Let's go. So um the service began in <laughs> eighty six and the postal service had ordered um almost about a hundred thousand of them. And at that bulk of a cost um, per vehicle was about 11k. So per okay. vehicle, yeah, 11.5 about. Yeah. I wonder if we can find how many of them are still on the road. Yeah, let me see. Let's uh, That's that's a big cost for the old gov. Actually, not. Nah, they dump it shit in the fucking Ukraine. I can tell them. Yeah. yeah. They, anyway.
1: So I know the vehicle is scheduled to be replaced because Car and Driver or Road and Track did not They actually reviewed uh. the new replacement mail truck.
0: Oh no way! Yeah. Oh, so and they there's... reviewed
1: it like it was a Ferrari. They did. Ex- they ran it through like um, yeah. the, all the same tests, acceleration huh. tests. They ran it through like a, uh, a skid pad. Everything. It was. Re- it was actually really. Oh, and chronical. let's uh,
0: do that to uh, Brandon. Is the new one? <laughs> let's check out the new one too. Um, how do you feel about people driving cop cars that aren't cops? <laughs> did you pull anybody over like that?
1: No, not just for that. We yeah. we had we had a, a, a couple guys in town that were problems. Okay. Uh, they, they, they were involved in some criminal activity that happened to drive old crown Vicks. Why is, do they so like those? I, I don't know why they could, like those. those things are bulletproof. They are really bulletproof. bulletproof. No, no, <laughs> no. But <laughs> no. the four six is super bulletproof. Yeah. Bold. It's yeah, that yeah, modular yeah. motor ran forever. Parts are cheap as hell. Yeah. I had a Grand Marquis, um,
0: dude. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, yep. yeah, they're, yep. they're awesome. My
1: grandpa gave it to me. So, and they're cheap. They're cheap at auction. It, you know, the, I think the one thing people forget is like, if you buy one at an auction with a hundred thousand miles on it, it's like. 300,000 real miles. Totally. Totally. Because they sit in idle. Yep. Cops farting them all day long. Yep. And then, you know, every mile is a hard mile. Mm. So, but they still run forever.
0: Yeah, that's why I've always been weary about X cop car. Yeah. Even, but man, my, uh, oh, so Austin Huffman, the guy who owns that uh, exhaust company that I was telling you about, he's got an Explorer right now. Okay. And it's got lights and everything. Okay. And it's a, it looks, it's a cop car. It looks legit. But he has the matte black his company logo but matte nice matte black on black so you can't you can see it but you can't if you're, you're driving, driving it's a cop you think yeah it's a cop, yeah you know and he just has the lights for shows and stuff sure. like that you know but um so cool though i love those explorers i just think they look that the, sleek is it the new explorer hell. yeah i mean it's probably a 20 they're sharp or something they, they're really they just nice. look great yeah the durangos are cool they're not bad they okay they didn't do it the i'm really impressed with the explorer because they never had a body style that i i liked Personally. Not up
1: until this one. No, so original
0: Durango versus original Explorer. I'm Durango all Absolutely. All day. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um The Durangos are nice. I I. I mean, I just, I've driven everything, right? I I was in the Academy with a, a square back Chevy Caprice. Mm-hmm. I got out of the Academy and my first car was a 96 bubble back with an LT1. Mm. Um, and then I I actually, I didn't start here in Raritan Township. I worked in Fanwood when I got out of the Academy. Uh, came out here in 99 and it was a fleet of of pretty clean uh Ford uh Crown Vicks yeah. and drove them until we couldn't get them anymore.
0: Yeah, so when did that switch over? And what did that Ooh. switch to an Impala or what was it after that? So, I want to say man, I want to say it was like 05 or
1: 06 cuz the the last ones the last ones we had were just came like the, the way Raren Township would do it is the, the the new patrol cars would come in they would be in patrol for eighty to a hundred, maybe you know, like when the economy wasn't great, maybe one hundred and twenty thousand miles, mm-hmm. and then they would get shuffled into the DB because the detective bureau. Oh, okay. They had take home cars, but you know they're not beating on them every day, and they're they just, just driving
0: around, yeah. right?
1: They, you know, if they came out to a scene for, to to process it, you know, a car with one hundred and twenty thousand miles on it was fine for them. So they the the they just came out of the detective bureau not too long ago maybe maybe uh, two or three or four years ago the yeah last last crown vic was born. yeah like the
0: maroon or like what is it yeah it's like maroon or like some yeah it's like a darker color crown vic mm-hmm. yeah like the yep. newer well the newest one is what 2012 or something like that <laughs> how long did they even make those uh 12 sounds right i don't know if you could get i don't know if they actually sold that as a civilian car the,
1: i think the last couple of years it was fleet only okay so they had the, they had the police package yeah. and then they had like the special services that was mm. like taxis mm. and
0: stuff i always i just ah man <clears throat> i love one of those t- tahoes or one of those explorers that like i don't know something about it with the blacked out black yeah. all black everything but either you get on the highway and you're good nobody's gonna just <laughs> <everybody's> gonna get <laughs> right. out of the way <laughs> right or you're gonna be on a one-lane Hunter and county road and Everybody's gonna go slow in front of you, right? So, right, that's true too. Yeah, my mom was a bus driver. She had a Tahoe from Del Valle. Okay, and everybody would go slow <laughs> in front of her, like, or I would drive a cop car because I'd be like fixing one, and yeah. I'd have a Tahoe, right, with everything on it, and mm-hmm. people are like, like they just like <laughs> jolt and look at happens. You. Yeah, so so has that? So anybody ever like do people like look at you weird or like? Oh my god, you yeah. know, like act like they're not doing something when they're not. Yes, yes. I mean, because I I've been behind, I've been. I've had moments with cops behind me when I'm like, this is it, you know, I'll be honest with you, like a hundred percent, you know, and I was doing what I wasn't supposed to be doing. And,
1: you know, somebody was looking down on me. I mean, if you go to like, so you go to the Academy and they teach you how to be a cop, right? They Mm -hmm. teach the laws, they teach you how to drive an emergency vehicle. They teach you how to respond to calls and talk to people. But then like you get out of the Academy and you work the road a couple of years and usually maybe five years on, you start going to advanced classes, right? You'll go to crash investigation school. You'll go to DWI investigation school. You learn the finer points, right? How to do the balance test for DWIs or, or um, how to work a, a serious crash scene. Um, so you can look at physical evidence on the scene, right? Because drivers in car accidents, they, they either really don't know what happened because it happened so fast or they lied to you, right? So you need to be able to look at the physical scene and make a determination on what happened. And there's very few accidents where you can't do that. You know, the the classic accident where you can't do that is uh, Route 12 and 579, right? Mm. Four-way intersection controlled by a traffic light. And at three in the morning, there's nobody else around. You have no witnesses and two cars collide at the intersection. And both vehicles, both drivers say they have the green light. Yep. You're never going to be able to determine what happened, yep. right? Uh, at five in the afternoon, you will because other other witnesses will have will have been on the roadway and been able to tell you that. Um, but most accidents you can tell from the physical evidence on the scene, you know, you can, you can make a determination of which vehicles traveling, in what direction, who crossed over the double yellow line, you know, where the, uh, maximum impact occurred. Um, so one of the other courses you go to is in like advanced, uh, uh, patrol tactics school. And it was a really good school out here in Huntington County, you know, uh, motor vehicle stops or, how you make arrests, you know, yeah, at, at, 10 o'clock at night, you know, what do you have a couple bars open and everybody's out on the road? So if you're not going to stop cars, you're probably not going to make an arrest. So there's a lot of motor vehicle enforcement in Hunter and County and, at
0: night. And that's your job.
1: And that's your job. Right. So one of the things they teach you in advanced patrol tactics school is to just sit and watch people, watch drivers, you know, sit on the side of the road at an intersection. Don't hide you know yeah, make your yeah. car visible put your headlights on and just sit there and, what, and watch people's what are you, reactions because
0: i feel like that's what people want to know like what are you looking for if you're a cop on the side of the road and you're just like what are you looking for you want me to give away all the all the secrets um <laughs> as many as possible would be great you're out of the force man it's okay. right i know you're right it's just the guys below you now who have got to deal with it that's true that's true listen even if there was chico's people are still get there's enough people doing bad things you're right it.
1: and you know what it is even if i tell you them yeah you're still going to do most of them because it's, it's human nature. It's psychology. Well, it's
0: that thing of we, how many laws do we break in a day? Right. Like
1: however, <laughs> well, that too, too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the issue is the issue is not why do I stop the car? There'll always mm-hmm. be a reason mm-hmm. to stop the car, right? Tail light out. They didn't use a turn signal, loud exhaust, tinted windows, whatever the case is. There's yeah. usually yeah. a reason you can stop a car on the road for. The issue is you, you want to, I don't want to waste my time. Right. Yeah. I don't want to stop your mom mm-hmm. at 10 o'clock at night after dropping somebody up. Like that's, she's, she's not doing anything. Yeah. She's not drunk. She's not transporting drugs. Yeah. I, that's not who I'm interested in. Right. So the, the idea is to stop the quality vehicles. You want to stop the, the right vehicles. You want to spend your time talking to drivers of the vehicles you, you want to have conversations with. So mm-hmm. you will actually sit with your headlights on in a marked patrol car in a well-lit area where people can see you mm-hmm. a quarter mile away. Right. And that gives people time to react because when you see me parked up the road, You're like, fuck, 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 Mm. right? What, what, you know, what do I, so what do they do? They'll, they'll move into the slow lane. They'll slow down. They'll roll their windows up. They'll look, they'll look straight ahead. What natural human nature is to look at things as you go by, right? Nope. They'll be locked on and, and just ignore, because if I ignore the cop sitting on the side of the road, he won't see me. So is it bad if I look at the cop? No. And not good nor bad. So it's not good. So you don't want to look straight ahead and ignore him, but you also don't want to stare at him as you go by.
0: I've done that before. Be natural. Yeah.
1: Just be natural, dude. I've done both. You just want to glance and go back to your business, right? Because that's, that's what your mom would do. Totally. Right? And your yep. mom's not doing anything wrong. Yep. So there's all these techniques to, and, it, and it's, it's human psychology, right? Mm. It's, it's, it's it tells, it's no different than when you're yeah, interviewing you're looking somebody, for the odd right? thing out, right? Really? That's it. Yeah. That's yeah, it. Yeah, they, yeah. They, there's
0: no like formula. It's just, if there's somebody looks will, suspicious. They will
1: make themselves obvious to you. Yeah. Them, yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and. The interesting thing is you really, it's not easy to do because you really have to focus. It's subtle. You know, so if, if, if I, if I'm sitting there on a Friday night and I'm playing on my cell phone and I'm listening to the radio and I'm using my MDT to run plates, you're probably going to miss all this stuff because it's really subtle. All that stuff needs to get put down and you really need to focus on driver behavior.
0: I got a good one for you. Radar detectors. They're legal in New Jersey. Correct. I had an officer. So, I used to have, you know, I had the Accord, like, all, like, you know, stanced out. Okay, I'll say that. It's a typical, no <laughs> real work done to it. Just uh-huh. how I wanted it to look. Sure. So, I got targeted for that, for sure. And no loud exhaust, though. Just the look. Okay. And so, I'm like, okay, I get it. It'll draw attention. You sure. Know. car's immaculate. Not one thing in it. There's not, not the cup holder things folded over. Like it was okay. always perfect. So okay. I was always good on that. Okay. Whenever it was low pressure situation for them, they go, they see me. They're like, okay, cool. I'm good at nothing in the car. That's right. But this one lady got, she said, uh, that's obstruction of view. Correct. And I said, well, <laughs> okay. The, you're talking about the radar detector. Radar on the detector. Windshield. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, in my head, I didn't say this, but I'm like, in my head, I'm like, what about a GPS? That's obstruction of view. It is. So I'm like, okay, I'll just say, okay, you know, great. She runs my stuff. She can't give me a ticket for anything. Comes back. I'm like, she's like, take that down. I'm like, okay, I'll take it down. So I sit, still on the side of the road. She drives away. This is uh, Route 12. Okay. Uh, sorry, uh, 29. This is 29. Trooper? Trooper on 29. How did I know? Yeah. It's crazy <laughs> concept. So I'm driving. So then I'm driving away probably minutes after she pulled me over. Like was, she, was she like this big? She... she I don't remember. She wasn't like pocket size. I don't remember what she okay. looked like at all. Yeah, it was, it was probably 4 or 5 year, 5 years ago, something like that. They had a pocket size
1: one who just she got she tried to get into a lot of shit. It was almost like she was overcompensating.
0: Oh no, she wanted me to give me a ticket. She just <laughs> couldn't really like I would have, I'm not She's pull, trying to bait you into yeah, it. Yeah, and of. I'm not a pull out my phone and record you guy, but like totally I would go there if okay. you were re- if you were being a dick. I would go there. I'd be like, all right, officer, you want to give me a ticket for my radar detector, even though it's a GPS is the same. Like right. if I would have, I would have went there if I had, if she brought that energy, but right. she, she didn't bring that. She just was looking. Um I got pulled over many times in that car for just look, the, the cops just looking around. Sure. They just want to see. And sure. I go, God, everything respectful, windows down. So she pulls away and now I'm driving. She passes me again. Now she's passing me. I didn't take the radar down, right. <laughs> but she didn't turn around again. Okay. But, okay. Um, but yeah, so it is technically obstruct. So you can have, you want a built-in system. That's what basically. Right. So <laughs> do you use them? I do. Okay. I, I, yeah. You know, I have a
1: radar detector in the GT3 um, <laughs> just because I want to get slowed down to some reasonable speeds before I pass somebody. Totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I have one I, The to circle back. It is a violation mm-hmm. and she could write you a summons. Really? The, so here's the, here's the, the issue though, right? It is technically a violation, but in, and by the letter of the law, it is. Yep. Can't have anything attached not, to your, anything attached to the windshield. That's not issued by the government inspection sticker. That's really the only thing that's okay. allowed to be there. Yeah. There was a landmark case. I shouldn't say landmark cause it's not that big a deal, but it was a, a bright line case that was issued, um, by a judge, um, somebody had an easy pass attached to the rear window. Officer made a stop, wrote that ticket. Um, It was challenged in court because in the challenge was it's issued by a government agency, Mm -hmm. right? And the the prosecutor was saying, it's not, that's a quasi government agency. That's not a government agency. So there, it actually got appealed Uh and a court decision was made that the judge said quasi or not, it's close enough. Can't issue for, for easy pass on the windshield. So, the issue is from from I understand where you're coming from, from a motorist perspective, from a police perspective, the letter of the law is a, it's a violation. Mm-hmm. But the spirit of the law. Right. If if you if she writes that ticket. And it turns out that you're a politician's kid. Right. And then her boss gets a call from somebody in Trenton. it It's it looks like shit. Yeah. Right. It looks like shit. Now, if she stopped you for doing 25 miles an hour of the limit and she wrote you that
0: ticket, mm.
1: she's going to flip that some, because, because every summons that you're issued, there's, there's an officer copy that I can put notes on. Mm-hmm. So when I, you know, sometimes I go to court four months later, yeah, but I can write on there stop for 75 and a 50, um, subject was, um, uh, on his way home, not impaired issued a summons for the radar detector. So when you come to court four months later, and I don't really kind of remember, I go to that and go, well, mm-hmm. I did, but I wasn't being a dick that night. I gave him a break, uh, yep, right? Yep. So then the prosecutor goes,
0: no, nah, pay the ticket. So that's okay to give. That's also a question I guess I have. It's like in terms of giving, you know, pulling somebody over for one speed and then giving them a more arbitrary ticket. Like, does that happen a lot? Like, does that, is that just based on the person's person? Like, if they're nice to you? Like, it seems to be for me, I've gotten one speeding ticket, man. Okay. I've had, my radar has gone off going well, well, well over the speed limit, and cop didn't even pull out, right? So okay. many times. Okay. uh, So many times, meaning like three or four. Did your radar detector go off? I'm saying I've passed cops oh. going well over the speed limit, radars going off, and they don't even do anything. Okay. I was in a situation where I was going probably like 14 over. Residential. Okay. Radar was unplugged okay didn't see him college town where i went to school eight o'clock at night um guys really really nice to me and came back and gave me that ticket like i've been going i've not gotten pulled over going so much faster and this one guy could have given me just something arbitrary right hey seatbelt. could have helped me out right i'm not doing anything i've never gotten this is the first ticket in my life too Mm mm-hmm And it's like, dude, I would have been good. Like my insurance would not have got up. So I'm also like, and it seems like all this stuff is black. Like It's not black and white, you know? It's not. And I, I, I mean,
1: I've had these questions before that mm, there's a good mm -hmm. probability that that guy on that residential street was there because somebody complained of speeding vehicles. Mm. Right. So if the little lady on the corner is calling every day going, there's people speeding on my street. Why don't I see more cars on my street? And then his sergeant details that officer, you're going to sit on that street for an hour. And it's a school to school, so school, school road, school. So, so he was probably detailed there. Yep. Was he parked or, or moving? He was parked when I passed him. So he's
0: parked at the end of a street though, not in a back spot. Like right. he wasn't sitting, but he was sitting at the end of a street. Yeah.
1: Right. But he's parked watching traffic. Specifically, right? Yep. Yep. So he's probably sitting there in response to a complaint. So the ticket to you mm. is both showing his boss that he's doing his job. Yep. And also when the little old lady calls next week, and says we did take this college had, kid, that's right we and we, they can yeah, say no yeah, we yeah uh officer so-and-so sat there from seven to eight last night and he wrote two tickets i'm just surprised since i had no tickets or nothing and every anything and and listen but he, he could thing. he could have wrote you something else totally. he, you know
0: yeah but uh well it may explain it um it's it was galloway uh galloway, galloway township and they are notorious for they are. pulling people over they and are. being hard on you yes South and Jersey's different, man. It is. But <laughs> everybody down there, every car guy, car guy, either uh-huh. has a five liter Mustang or a Camaro. That's all they have down there. Or a yeah. Subaru. That's right. all they have. They all have the same car. They all drive the same cars. That's what my thing is down there. I'm like, somebody get a different car, <laughs> you know? But I would go to meets down there and the you know car scene is legit down there. Especially lowered cars because yeah. the roads I, are have um, been better for that. I went to ACO Speedway one time. Yeah, yeah. For some I don't I don't even remember what the hell
1: it was, but it was some VW weekend thing and, and it, it was like a nice Saturday and decided to take a ride down. It was a shit show. First mm-hmm. of all, I couldn't believe how many people were there. Yeah. But I mean, there had to be five hundred cars there. It's a different country. It was yeah, especially It's, state, it's like West Virginia.
0: <laughs> 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 it is. I've it's been deep unbelievable. I've been deep down
1: there too in my so, And deep, it was yeah. it was a lot of like Philly people and, yep. and like Newcastle, Delaware, Home and X. it's yeah, Yeah, yeah it Delaware's like an hour
0: from there, right? Hour and ten, yeah,
1: right. So it's very different. Um, but yeah, South Jersey is very different. Gallo, like South Jersey cops are different. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah, it, I, 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 that's where I, I got my ticket. I, I never had a problem up here.
1: So, and it's just like I, I, I had a phone call, um, about a, a potential job that I was going to be working, and it was it was just going to be like a little side work, and. I knew the guy was a retired cop who was going to be calling me to, to interview me for the job, mm. but I didn't know where he retired from yep. within 30 seconds on the phone. I knew he was a South Jersey cop and it was like 30 miles within Philly, like due to his accent, the way he talked to me. Mm-hmm. I, I, and it turned out he worked in a, a Gloucester County department, like right, you know, right off 295. Yeah. So yep. it, it's different. It's different. I, I mean, it's very different. And, and the guy, you, the guy you're yeah. passing up here, mm. right. At whatever, 20 speed, like you pass yeah. him at a speed that you yeah. thought you were going to get stopped and you didn't get stopped. Yep. He's either <clears throat> arguing with his girlfriend on the phone. Yep. He's finishing dinner. Uh, he's finishing a report or he's got to take a shit and he's got to go back to the state. Like there, yep. there could yep. be a hundred yep. reasons yep. that he's not bothering with you. Yep. You know,
0: mostly and in that mo- those moments too, sometimes it would be a Sunday night, two o'clock in the morning on the parkway type of thing where it's like, I'm in the right lane, dude. I'm just, you know, I'm going home. I think that's half the battle, man.
1: Yeah. Like seriously, like
0: right lane. That's half the battle. Yeah. (laughs) How many people get pulled over in the left lane? Not as many as you should.
1: Yeah. That's for
0: sure. Yeah, for sure. But on the other hand, how many semi trucks are in the fucking left lane? Get right, out of there. Right. What are you doing? I know. <laughs> but they've been driving for seven hours. They don't care. No. No. <laughs> so you got to contend with that, too. So did you do mostly highway, or did you do road, county roads and stuff I like did...
1: Um, you know, Raritan Township is a good mix. Um yeah. 202, 31, Route 12, um, yep. and then, obviously, a bunch of county uh, roads. Oh, we
0: would be so scared of you guys on 31. We were intimidating back in the day. <sighs> Dude, I mean, you could have followed me in my GTI. <laughs> it's possible. I would have had a different life <laughs> if <laughs> I got pulled over that day. I drove... Well, back in this is back in, you know, this okay. is back in my other days. Yeah. I I yeah, lived yeah. a different lifestyle. I it, for Yeah. Sure. Um, but yeah, man, we didn't fuck around with 29, 31 or 12. That's yeah. no nope. I would go up PA if I wanted to mess That's around right. even. It's like no man's land out there. Yeah. Exactly. You got or even at, it's like I could drive around Circle there and I mean There's nobody there. No. No, <laughs> I <laughs> I've ridden a motorcycle around here, <laughs> you know, just picked it up the day of Yeah. Yeah. You're no, kind I, of good.
1: I I I was less of a highway guy than, than most, but I, I think in my younger days, I, I was more of a highway guy. You know, that's where the traffic was. I was looking to, to get into stuff as I got older. And as I, I became, I was a, I retired as a Sergeant. So I, oh, wow. okay. I was a supervisor and you know, the younger guys were then out on the road doing the stuff and, and I was either backing them up or helping them, helping them with the rest of the station, doing complaints mm. or yep. so. Um, but I also, uh, as you, as you get older, you get better at the job, um, you you know what to look for you know where to look for it so I could cru- I could cruise through the condos at two in the morning and get into something if I wanted to
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know people you'd have kids that wouldn't smoke this is back when marijuana was illegal they wouldn't smoke in their parents' house so they'd come out and sit in their cars and smoke so I I mean I rode, yeah. I was on bike patrol for a little bit so I'd, I'd cruise around on a oh, bicycle and <laughs> they just smell the weed and just follow it yeah um, and. While weed wasn't a big deal, a lot of times it came with other things,
0: right? So there, there is so much, Dave, that I want to dive into with cops (laughs) and weed, and I want to ask you how you got into it and being a sergeant. I also I got friends who are okay officers. I have a friend of mine. Shout out to my friend Riley, man. He was a cop from day one. Okay, he was a cop when he wasn't a cop. (laughs) He just you're like that guy's a cop, right? So you know he was one of those types, man. I'd love to go in. We're at like an hour and a half, so okay. um, Thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. I just want to bookmark all this stuff. Okay. So we can have you on again if you don't mind. I would love Um, to come back. This was fun. Yeah, man. You should, you could do more podcasts too. Absolutely. Um, why not? That's, that's the start. So, but now I guess to, to, to end on this note. So you're doing more like security work, you said now, or like what are you?
1: It's, um, I'm driving for a family, um, who uh, own a bunch of businesses and, um, so I, they they need a driver. They they have a lot of meetings in New York City. Um, they appreciate having a, a retired law enforcement officer because I can still carry a weapon. Um, I'm you know driving nice vehicles, driving some some VIPs here and there. So mm-hmm. um, they just like the fact that oh. they have a retired officer to to drive. So uh, the the personal security side of it is a little loose. It's really just you know professional driver. But the schedule is mm-hmm. is great. They kind of have a pool of drivers where. Um, if I if I'm not available for a day, then I don't I don't have to commit to it. So it it's a really flexible schedule, which gives me time to do other things and uh,
0: drive your nine eleven exactly,
1: exactly. Well,
0: so it's a uh, before we uh, head out of here for all of my listeners because we got very high net worth <laughs> listeners and they can all most of them could afford this car totally. Perfect. Um, so it's a 2015 911one GT three right. Uh, any certain package. No, they're pretty much
1: that's pretty much straight up. It's GT3 got is uh, the GT3 GT3, right. right? It's yeah. got other uh, than options
0: I get exactly. colors and shit. And exactly. it's white,
1: the car's white. It's white. It's got uh, Guards red deviated stitching interior, uh red seat belts. Um but that's that's pretty much they all drive the same. Um same engine, same brakes, all that. It doesn't have carbon ceramic brakes or anything crazy. Um so yeah, it's it's for sale. I've gotten some some offers on it that I haven't accepted at this point. Mm-hmm. The dealer gave me a really good offer on it, right. As a trade. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. So, you know, in the way New Jersey works with the sales tax savings, you know, you get, you get to save the sales tax on the car. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, you know, I have it listed at one thirty three. really looking to get one thirty for it. It's got a four year extended warranty on it. So it's shouldn't give anybody headaches. It shouldn't be a money pit. It's been extremely reliable for me. I've had it down in, uh, uh, Tennessee, on in the Great Smoky Mountains, a couple times at Tail oh, the Dragon. Yep. It was awesome. Uh, the car didn't miss a beat. It's fantastic. Mm. Could use some tires next year, but other than that, it's it's ready to go.
0: I can't wait to get one. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't it's, know if it'll be next time you're on, but I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying I gotta make a lot more podcasts. Dude. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> just a couple more, brother B and we got our, a few <laughs> we gotta have our nine eleven <laughs> dialed. Um so I know you have Facebook. What I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna link the uh it, it when this comes out, uh if the car's still up, I'll just link that. Perfect. Um but yeah, I mean I don't know if you mind if people reach out to you. No, uh, not I, at all. I don't know if they will, but uh I'll, not I'll at throw all. your Facebook I mean, on there as well.
1: I, I don't know a lot about much, but mm i'm happy to talk about the stuff i do now so
0: i i loved it i had a great time um really excited to dive into um more you know police work and things like that i think okay. next time and maybe mix it with cars and then probably dive into whatever you end up getting after this so. that sounds good yeah all right yeah. perfect dave thanks so much for doing this no man. problem I really appreciate it. really nice to meet you too yeah you got it man so for those um listening you guys nice. know the deal we do have the video version uh on youtube as well uh brother b Brandon Ferrero, baby. Thanks for uh, helping me out, man. Anytime. Thank you for having me. You got it, dude. Um, and the team. whole team at Podcast Principal is doing it. Um, you just know the deal. We say it every time. Uh, we're on all platforms, even the ones nobody uses. and We'll catch you next Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in. Really appreciate you listening today. The only thing I ask is if you could please share this show. We're gaining a lot of traction online now in terms of what the uh, Instagram clips are doing. So we want to just keep the momentum going and get better and better guests so we can improve the quality, improve the conversations, and all that happens with you. Uh, None of this would be possible uh, without the people who support this show. So please share the episode, uh, whether that's on your social media or with a friend. Really appreciate it. So make sure to tune in next Monday as well and catch the video version on YouTube. All right. We'll see you on the next one. Peace. Peace.